Hey everyone, how's it going? Thank you for clicking on another episode. Another link, another day, another episode. Thank you very much. Really appreciate everybody. Uh, if you guys haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Freaking, uh, see, look at me. I'm, I'm improving. A lot of people say I say the F word a lot. So I'm using a different F word. Alright, so the, the point being, really appreciate everybody uh, who who listens to this podcast. If you guys can subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, you know. Follow me on Instagram, Abroad Talks to People, hit me up, you know, just let me know, hey, I listened to the show, it was great, or hey, you suck, why are you even alive, like something, something to that effect. Either or, you can find Metal Ground, whatever the case may be, I think that'd be, that'd be super dope. Again, um, really appreciate you guys. Few quick announcements before we jump into the episode. I do have a lot of shows coming up uh, in the rest of November and early part of December. Uh, I have... November 18th, Patrick Aiken show at Cobalt Bar. I have uh, the Vintage in Biltmore on the 21st with Peter Jordan, both uh, friends of the podcast and amazing people and really good friends of mine. And I'm going to be at Adventurous Stills, the distillery that I keep talking about uh, in Tempe on the 19th. And then uh, there's the big show with jill kimmel jill kimmel headlining i'm going to be featuring probably be doing around 15 minutes at jp's comedy club on the 4th of december on the 2nd of december i'm at house of comedy with tara shakespeare and ashley rose they run a great show over there and finally to cap it off there's on the 6th of december anthony solomini's same topic challenge i'm the reigning champion i'm the defending champion how much more self-absorbed can i get huh and i i run a podcast with the name of the podcast being my own name so that's pretty narcissistic and self self-serving self-centered but <laughs> without any of that like i had the one show at el charo uh on the 14th that that just got over um a couple of days ago and that that was a blast i had such a great time doing it you guys don't want to miss i'm you know miss these shows man come on out uh you're gonna support me you're gonna support the what a local business we're gonna be doing this at it's gonna be a fun good time in these divided times now i'm not gonna do a political spiel uh all i'm saying is it's gonna be a fun time please come out hit me up if you guys need to figure out how to get to these places so for today's episode i have my friend my homie luis alvarez uh he's an up-and-coming comedian in the phoenix comedy scene been crushing it in the game like and a lot of the big names that come through town he he opens for them works with them so he's he's really crushing it and uh you know that's awesome and and he he swung by his hilarious of course you know you wouldn't be opening up for everyone who comes through town if you're not hilarious so he's hilarious he shows up and and we talk all kinds of mad shit we talk about comedy uh we talk about uh his el camino his his love for guns he did bring a glock to the apartment uh, which was a weird power move, but not really. He's, he's it, it is more for fun. But yeah, he's a funny guy. We talk about all kinds of shit, and in the end, somehow the the conversation directed itself to the concept of free will or the lack thereof. And and we talk about free will for a solid thirty minutes, which was super interesting, super unexpected. But that's how podcasts go, and that's what I love about doing these is you talk to certain somebody uh, for for a little bit, and then you you get into the groove of things, and you're 
now you're talking about something you completely did not expect to talk about. So this was such a fun, engaging, refreshing conversation. Obviously, Luis is hilarious. So there's a lot of places where we're joking around, fooling around. So all in all, without yapping, without yapping on for more and more time, I'm going to shut my trap. How many, how many of these sayings can I use in one intro? I'm kind of using all of them up. I got to ration those. All right. So having said all those things, some necessary, some not so much. Here is the episode. Abroad talks to Luis Alvarez. And we are recording Luis Alvarez. What's up, dude? What's up, what's up, dude? You fucking came in hot. Like, that's what I want to talk about first. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so funny. I like like getting to, like, people's podcasts, and then, like, we try talking for a little bit, and we're like, all right, no, 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 let's save this shit. No, no. It gets juicy real quick. Yeah, 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 because you know how it got juicy for the people listening? Somebody's running, somebody's on the treadmill, somebody's doing dishes. This dude, like, came in and, like, Fucking he, he asked me, who do you live with? And followed it up by just like <laughs> slapping a Glock on the table. <laughs> I'm uh, like, dude, is this a fucking heist right now? What is hilarious. going on? What, uh, do your parents live here? No, no. My parents are back home in yeah? India. Do they live, do they live like, thank thank uh, the Lord Jesus they're not here. Do they live like a comfortable life? Are they living all right out there? Oh, dude, they're fucking balling. I, I live like they're a... Yeah, 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 I was about to say, you live almost in the hood, bro. What do your parents think about that? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's... I mean... We're like all over the place here, but this is like the borderline of the hood. Like if you go half a mm-hmm. mile south, yeah, you're in the ghetto. Well, dude, I almost we almost got into some shit right here. You know that street where you turn off? What is that priest? Yeah. Going, uh, you turn right here, uh, right, and then there's like that white fence right there on the corner. Uh-huh. We almost got into some shit right there after a rap concert. That's the last rap concert I ever went to. Oh wow! What? Where was this at? It was there's like a um there's a yucca yucca tap something room. right yeah. there, dude, and. Uh, we went to a rap show. Dude, have you ever been to a rap show? You ever go to a, like no. a rap concert? Have dude. you looked at me? Did they take another look at me <laughs> and know, ask me bro. again? I don't if know. I... I'm just saying. I I uh I don't like the vibes there, bro. It's just everybody's just like I'm fresher than you. My bitch is badder. I got more money. It's just like violent vibes from the start. But we were we were uh, walking back to the car and we had our girls with us, and um, I forget the I forget the exact bar, but he says something about a a girl in one of the songs. And these dudes passed right by us and they like yelled this lyric to my girl and I threw a fucking full ass water bottle at the car and they stopped and me and I was with like three friends where we thought we were about to get into some shit. You never know. Yeah, you you right started here. shit. That's what that means. No, 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 no. <laughs> but he was like halfway out the car, like at his wa- his waist at the bottom of the window, just yelling at my girl. And I was like, oh. you had your Glock on you. Um, I think it was in the car, but because we just uh, came, we just came from the concert and they checked everybody. But I would have took it in the concert if I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that that they probably got to check for that shit, right? Otherwise, oh for sure. For yeah, sure. they can't have concert. That's why they take guns because they're like, all right, someone's gonna yell the lyrics to someone's girl after the show, and that's such a bitch ass way to start something. though, yelling out lyrics that yeah, some other guy yeah, wrote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was like, a, fucking um, at least come up with something original. Dude, I wish say. I could remember. It's so corny. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, what could it be? It has to be like something about somebody's booty or coochie. Yeah, no, or it was a like booty that. line. It was a booty line for sure. It was for sure booty. And my girl got ass. You know what I mean? So it was like it was a booty line. And I was just mm. like, God damn it! See, God that's the thing. That's that's the curse about being with a you know what I mean, like an attractive woman. Yeah, it's always got to be in your. Toes. Yeah, you got to be uh, well trained. Yeah, again, uh, that's why they say you got to carry shit around. So how how long have you been um, carrying? Uh, I got my first gun when I was like thirteen. 
Is that fucking legal? Are you like Kyle Rittenhouse? Well, like, going well, on no, here, no, no, no. Like my first gun that I got on my own. Like my parents. Uh, my dad is a gun fanatic, bro. Like my dad. Uh, my dad legit like lives by the sword. You know, like my dad almost died from gunshot wounds, but he recovered and he's like. He loves guns to this day. He's always been a gun fanatic. He used to have me shooting pellet guns. Uh, he used to have me shooting quarters with pellet guns. And just, I, I actually have a pretty good shot. My dad's like an expert marksman, but I've always just had a gun on me. Mm-hmm. I've always liked having guns. Yeah, it's but, like, it's, it's almost like part of the family culture. Yeah, yeah I guess. like all my friends were buying shoes and like clothes yeah. and shit. And I was their like, dad I'm, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get a shotgun. Like, yeah, I'm nah. trying to, yeah. And yeah, their dad played catch with them. Your dad was like sh- yeah, showing yeah, you how uh-huh. to, like, I don't know. Fucking mark a target 500 yards away. <laughs> yeah, let's play with this rangefinder. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I mean that that's cool. I guess like uh, it's it's a fun thing. Like I've shot a gun only a couple of times, not too much. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm not gonna we lie. It's fun as shit. Yeah, it's fun as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. There's nothing else like it, right? Yeah, yeah. There's it's nothing it's else like it. Yeah. It's like uh, it gives you this ungodly amount of uh-huh. power in uh-huh. your head, uh-huh. and I I don't know if that, that's that's the fun part, but that's also I think the downside because yeah. some psychopath gets that kind of power in his head. But it's better for more people to be trained on it, so when a psychopath does emerge, yeah. you guys can just kill the shit out of him. Yeah, like the whole good guy with the gun uh-huh. argument. I mean, I guess it works out. Yeah. But dude, I don't get it though, man. Like like America is so unique in that mm-hmm. sense. So they, there's obviously stats and stuff, and and it's not happening as much now. But there's mass yeah. shootings like every every other day, every other week before but before the pandemic, right? It used, I mean, just a few years ago, we used to like pride ourselves. It used to be a good thing that we had so many guns. So you know what I mean? Like, what's that one quote from that Japanese general during World War II? Do you remember what he said? No, he no. said you can never invade America's uh, mainland because behind every bladed grass is a rifle. Ah. So I always like when I was growing shit. up, like I always like really thought about that quote and I was that's a like, good one it was like it was like i was proud to ha- have a gun you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, just yeah. of some shit where to go down see that's the thing like I'll, <laughs> I'll go out i'll go out sometimes and my friends will be like you got your gun on you i'm like yeah they'll be like all right i feel safe i'm like why i have a gun i'm gonna protect me and you know you're probably gonna die what? but if Dude, everybody has guns you know you we're just all safe. you just ruined the entire altruistic good guy with a gun yeah, thing yeah like, yeah if you're a selfish guy, you're not a good guy with I'm a gun. Survive, you're just a dude bro. with a gun. Well, you know, the thing about pistols is pistols are really, like, if you really think about it, what a pistol's good for is just being able to get you to your rifle. Yeah, it's like it's like, um, yeah. it's like an appetizer. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's an appetizer <laughs> until you go pop the trunk. But, um, yeah, people think that just, I know a lot of people that got that mindset, like, oh, my friend got a gun, uh, I'm safe, like, no, you should, I mean, you, you should, nobody should have to take care of you. Exactly, yeah, that so. fucking either, either like, know how to run away from yeah. a situation. Yeah, 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 you better be really fast or yeah. have your own gun. But at least, I mean, he's safer than he was if you didn't have a gun, right? There's like, I'm, I mean, it's it's not as good as him having a gun yeah. on him, but yeah. it's better than... That is but better. I see what a state yeah. is. A very because then beta. I got to worry about that. That's too much. I'm probably going to get shot now because I'm worried about you. <laughs> Dude, okay. So for real though, like how many times has shit gone down where you had to pull out your gun? I'm going to guess zero. Probably like four times nah, in my out. life. Four Did, times in my okay, life. Okay, so that's that's significant. That's yeah, like, yeah. Um, the last two times... You watch boxing? You watch fighting at all? Not too much, but yeah, go do, on. Uh, do you remember when Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fought? 
Yeah, I remember that. Like, I don't watch boxing, mm-hmm. but I'm on on this planet yeah, living. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big thing. Yeah, well, that one like transcended pop culture. You know, yeah. what I mean? everybody heard about that. Yeah. But um, the night before Mayweather McGregor, I was on 26th Street in Turney. It's like 26th Street in Indian School. I was with my cousin. I was at this house. We were in this East Side kind of. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's, it's not. It's that not bad. too bad. It's almost getting disgusted, but it's still like some East Side motherfuckers living yeah, right yeah. there. So. We were chilling, smoking a little joint outside his apartment, and uh, we're watching like the previews for Mayweather McGregor on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I, we look like in our peripheral, we looked, and this is—it's not like it's not like these apartments. Like it's like a one story. There's maybe like six, uh, six units in the complex, and uh, there's no parking lot. Everybody parks in the street. Right. I think it's like they might be parking on. It's like I don't know. It's one of those streets, but uh, my car was all the way at the end. We look at the at the at the front of, of the line of cars. Or the back of the line of cars, and no. Well, first we noticed a car pulling up. We noticed a car pulling up with all the lights off and the doors open. Three of the doors open, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Then we looked and we see two people on each side of the road, and they're checking the doors of the cars to see if they're open. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, "What?" I couldn't believe. I was high, you know. What I, mean? I just smoked weed. I was like, "What the fuck?" Am and, I imagining this? Yeah. What is going on? And then. Um, they were walking up to my car. They almost get into my car. So I was like, oh, shit, fuck this. So I went up to them and I grabbed my gun and I just, I pulled, I, I, I pulled, I pulled the slide back like super loud so they could hear me cock my gun. Yeah. And they were like, uh, uh, and they jumped in their car. And as soon as they jumped in their car, three people, no, two people started shooting at me. Why? Boom, 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 boom. And my cousin's <laughs> right next to me and he just fucking hits the floor like a sack of, like you ever see Family Guy? Yeah. You know, like when people f- hit the floor, like yeah. they fall really fast. It's like a free that's, fall. Yeah, man. that's how, that's what happened to me. In my head, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Oh, so I just, I, sh- I think I shot like 10, like 10, like the majority of the clip yeah. Yeah. at the, at, at the car and they got away, but that was the last time. Holy that shit. That was the last time. And then my cousin got up and he was just fine. I was like, oh, and you know what's funny is that the cops came later. They came super later. And I, I, my dad taught me what to do like if you know what i mean if some shit would ever go down i went and i went so i started picking up on my shells as many as i could find and I disposed of them and then uh when the cops got there i just acted like an annoying witness i was like i know everything i saw everything I was like all right bro we'll get to you right now just okay. give us a chance and i just took off jesus so you like so wouldn't you want to say something i don't know we're broadcasting this but i don't think enough people listen to this where it's gonna yeah. reach reach and let's Phoenix just say PD. it's uh it's um it's fictional. limitations it was over 10 years ago okay yeah maybe and also it's a fictional story <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but like what you fucking went down and like grabbed like, like found all your shells like mm-hmm. like you're like one of those dudes on the beach who's trying to I'm find just, i'm just conscious find of gold it. i'm t- I, honestly like when I, when I when i was little for a second there was like a point in my life where I'd like walk into like places and I'd be like, all right, how do I kill everybody? Or like, just like if I had to, how would I defend myself and kill everybody in this room? <laughs> like if I just walked into a room with three people, I'd be like, all right, um, there's yeah, a pretty, box of knives right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's just, it's survival. pretty easy for survival. this room right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, so I guess it, it's part of you looking at your dad and mm-hmm. was he like a veteran or something? Or yeah, he was, you know, you know, it's crazy stuff about my dad, bro. My dad was like, you know, my dad, when he was younger, he was, he was a gang member and you know, he was, he did what he did. But, um, when he was, when he got to high school, he scored really high on his ASVAB test, mm-hmm. like basically almost like a genius. Like they told him, <laughs> like, they were like, dude, you can literally have any job in the military that you want. Jesus. And my dad's, my grandpa, my dad's dad was in Vietnam. He was a chopper gunner. 
So, and then like a lot of our family was in the military, fought in, you know, a bunch of those wars. And uh, my dad is just, my dad's just a patriot at heart though. You know what I mean? Like he's such a patriot that he loves his own block. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah, shoot yeah. people for his corner uh, <laughs> of where he lived. So think about how he felt about America, yeah, yeah, you know? So he started going to military school and this dude was like breaking like records, like was super soldier. You know what I mean? And uh, he yeah. was about, he was about to get deployed and he came back. And I think he was chilling, like, just at in the hood and got shot. What? Yeah. He, so he was in Vietnam, you said? Or your no, no, grandfather he, my, my was grandfather was. My grandfather was in Vietnam. But my dad was getting ready to go do all that shit. He's about to go ready to go be super soldier out there. Right, right, and right. And right, comes right. back to visit home and gets shot. It's it's a war zone in every neighborhood in America yeah, right now. It's crazy. Well, that was, you know. That was, that was just gang. Yeah, gang stuff. That, yeah, that was a long, that was before I was born, bro. That was when my dad was like. I don't know, maybe like 20 or something like that. Mm. But the doctors told him, they're like, dude, you're never going to have kids. You're <laughs> never going to. So he was just fucking the shit out of my mom, no condom. And no, no, no that's why I'm here. Okay. It's I good. mean, I think that's why everybody is yeah. here. <laughs> dude, I got it. Dude, my, this, my conception story is crazy. Well, first of all, they didn't even know that they were going to get pregnant with me. Right. And my, you know, I'm pretty sure my dad wasn't looking at my mom like, oh, I'm going to have kids with this chick. He was just, he's like, no, no babies. I'm going to fuck the shit out of her. Oh, and, um, okay. My mom was still young, bro. My mom is really young. I'm not even going to tell you how young my mom is. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? We've but, spoken about one yeah, like yeah, felony uh-huh. misdemeanor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but my we used to live with my grandma. My grandma told my mom, she was like, uh, I sat on a toilet seat. I have I have crabs. You sleep with me. That's obviously a lie, right? But my grandma's just crazy. And she's like, uh, you need to go get an STD check. You need to go make sure that you don't have crabs because you sleep in my bed with me. That's not how it spreads. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of folk folk tales. But um, (laughs) my mom mom goes to the the STD clinic. And she goes, tells her like, oh, you know, uh, I sleep with my mom. She has crabs. I think I might have it. And she's like, that's not how it spreads. She's like, yeah, my mom got it on the toilet seat. She's like, that's not how it spreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh. They came back and they're like, yo, um, we got your test back. You don't have crabs, but you got something else with legs. <laughs> you got a crab inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, my, my mom found out she was pregnant with me at an STD clinic. Wow. Ah, wow. Ah, so, I mean. Humble beginnings, bro. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, who are like that, right? Especially here in, 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 in America. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, whatever, fucking unplanned babies. Oh, yeah. And I want to say, like. If you were to guess, like, how many people living right now are, like, planned babies, do you think? Mm. I, I'd say it's ha- a, a... quarter of Scottsdale. Half of Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think it's more people who are unplanned than planned. Mm-hmm. But it's I just like kind the, of disgusting to like think about it. I feel like kids that are planned are fucking... They suck to hang out with. Yeah, you know why? Because I think, like, if, if, the, if the kid has... He was planned. That means that the parents had their shit together, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like over planning, yeah, overthinking yep. everything, and that's how they raise the kid. I my girl, dude. I'm just like, man, I can't be here all the time. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna disappear. This motherfucker's gonna be a good poet or something. I mean, he's gonna be good at rapping. <laughs> yeah, like his. He went out to buy like an e charger for his e cigarette. Somebody had a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I uh, it's just crazy, bro, because. You know, out here, everybody's just so different. You know, that's what I that's what I realized when I was out there in Asia, dude. Like, there's only, like when I was out there in Laos, like there's only like six versions of people. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? There's like six different hmm. lives you could have living there. But, That's interesting. They, but they're all basically the same. You all grew up with your dad riding a fucking scooter to the grocery store. Yeah, or, with your four siblings. Yeah, <laughs> with your four siblings. And you know what I mean? Every, everybody kind of has like this mutual respect for each other because they all like gone through the same shit. They right. might ha- they might do different shit, but they've all basically lived the same childhood. Right. You know, it's just so. It's everybody can just right. I mean, just relate. But here, I came back here, bro, and I realized that's why everybody's so standoffish because we've all had such like you know me and you have had the most different upbringing. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, and that's basically what it is with almost everybody here. You know, so that's yeah. why everybody's just so standoffish. Nobody relates to each yeah, other. Yeah, very individualistic. I mean, I and that's not a bad thing. That's because people have individual liberty. So that makes sense. So you you bring up Asia specifically South Southeast Asia. So what's what's your relation with with that uh, that area? Because I fucking look at your Facebook every now. And then you're like, you know, okay, this dude is in in Mesa this this weekend, and next weekend you're in Laos. Like, what's going on? Are you like a you're like a fucking contract killer, like yeah, flying out yeah, to Southeast no, Asia, like Mel Gibson in a bad movie? No, I'm a, <laughs> I, I I just take a bunch of sex vacations. Sex vacations, no, okay. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, I just we just like me and my girl just like taken off bro like yeah. you know what i mean like if I and make she's a, from that part of the world no well, she's from san diego but her mom i mean is, yeah yeah her mom yeah, you is, know yeah. what her, her, her don't mom, give me her, that her, don't her, give me that business where are you from <laughs> i'm from new york like all right dude you fucking look indian as shit <laughs> yeah. tell me where the fuck your dad pennsylvania <laughs> came from pennsylvania Jesus. um no nah, but uh yeah we, my girls from my girls from laos and um we just we just wanted to take off, bro. I got tired of being in the city. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I was just doing a bunch of shit before we went out of there. And I was just like, I need to leave. I right, need right. to get the fuck out of here. Like, I just need to go live. Mm. And uh, we bought one-way tickets. Every time we go, we buy one-way tickets. I don't know when I'm coming back. I just right, want to go out right, there right. and just kick it. They like you there? You can just show up? Like, nothing, nothing? They don't give oh, you dude, a hard time? They love... Dude, if I were to go back to Laos right now, if you were to come with me, yeah. and we were to walk down the most popular street in Laos... Motherfuckers would be like, Luis, where have you been, bro? I swear to God, dog. Dude, I was there for I was there for just a short amount of time, but I believe me, I made an impact. Yeah, that's a very, very uh, weirdly specific spot to be a baller at, but yeah. I'll give you that. That's yeah. that's no, something. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's bro. something. It's beautiful. It's okay, holy so, land. So for the for the more ignorant people here, including myself a little bit, so where, where's the fucking Laos here? Like I'm guessing close to Thailand, yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's landlocked, so it's in between like vietnam thailand like cambodia it's like stuck in like the middle right there right right so similar culture how do you think like like thailand and vietnam close uh you know what's crazy is that they all fucking hate each other they're all yeah, racist that's, that's always shit. How, that's oh, how dude. it is when we were first getting into laos my girl's uh my girl's um uncle my my mother-in-law's brother is the president of Lao airlines <laughs> there's his, only so many people yeah, there i guess yeah. so that's his like, daughter is the first female pilot from the whole country ever okay she's a bitch right, i can't right, stand right. her dude. Yeah, oh my oh, god okay she's a bitch but <laughs> i um, mean you get a little cocky when yeah, you get a first nah, something dude, oh my god fucking hey but um when we first got to laos we got in and the dude that like the tsa or whatever the fuck you call him uh the he laos was, tsa yeah, yeah yeah he's like uh he told my girl, he was like, are you sure you're not Vietnamese? What? He's like, you look Vietnamese. And then my girl, my, my girl's cousin was there. He works for the airline, too. He was bringing us into the country. And he he told the dude, he's like, this is uh, Sam Samai's uh, niece. And he just shut up. He just shut up. He just shut up. But he was really trying to press her for being right? Vietnamese, bro. What? Just by looking at her? Yeah. He's just Jesus. like, you look Vietnamese. He's like, you don't look Lao. 
passport. What? what Did you right? fucking check my passport? Yeah, how exactly. About, how... Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Bro. Yeah, but I guess if you have an American passport, doesn't say if you're Laos. Laotian. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't say Laotian. What is it? Lao. Lao. I'm Lao. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's easier to say. Yeah, it wow. is for sure. So I mean, dude. The whole point about and, and that makes sense. That's how they try to like hustle you. Like in, in most of these countries, happens a lot in India too, where they're trying to fucking just if they if they see somebody foreign and obviously she's Lao, but she's like you know mm-hmm. she's American. Yeah. You know you're American. You're yeah. fucking cholo just walking in there. Yeah. So they're like sizing you up. They're like this guys. These guys are different. Maybe uh, let's get a couple of million fucking Lao tankers from them mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is right mm-hmm. uh, so that's what they try to do that's the game and that's where the concept of that individuality was versus everybody being the same comes in because here that's how like everybody's raised to to understand that they're an individual they have mm-hmm. liberty they are a person in a lot of these countries and i don't know specific to lao but you no know, vietnam or like if you get like super hardcore north korea mm-hmm. little bit places like india too they raise people saying you're indian mm-hmm. you know it's all about the country mm-hmm. it's all about like yeah. it's a different kind of patriotism yeah. yeah so that's that's where you get like everybody's like same and there's only six things everyone mm-hmm. does and yeah. like so everyone relates to each yeah. other but i i'd much rather like live in like this fucking uh individualistic hellhole yeah, yeah. than like yeah, some sure. some fucking just saluting the premier mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that was a fucking yeah, no, I, I, i never really thought about that way that's yeah. that's, that's that's a good way to look at it yeah because out here like you really when people go and they like fight for their country they're not really fighting for like the fucking land they're not fighting for wyoming yeah you know what i mean they're fighting for like the the right to be an an individual you know what i mean or just like all all these lifestyles that all these ghetto ass things i like to do bro i'll fight to the death to be able to do this shit (laughs) i swear to god i will holy fuck i mean yeah dude this is uh so so you spend like a lot of time. I I just as you know, I'll just say a lot of time in Southeast Asia. So you mm-hmm. go to any other countries uh, except Laos, Laos and Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, I went to China. Did acid at uh, Ch- China Disneyland what? or Shanghai <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah, that's playing with fire, bro. Like doing drugs and shit in China. Yeah, I don't know how it I'm is. Addicted. I'm addicted to giving myself anxiety. That's what it is. Do you get anxious with acid or just? No, no, no. I'm yeah. chilling. The first time I ever did acid was at Disneyland. And, and then the Chinese Disneyland? No, it was at uh, it was at California Disneyland. But I, um, yeah, I just I got some acid and I did it there, and it was fucking awesome. And all the rides were in Chinese. I th- felt like I could understand it though when I was on that <laughs> shit, dude. I was just like, I know what they're saying. <laughs> I, I get the feeling. I get the essence of the ride. It was crazy. I was like looking. I was like seeing subtitles while they were talking and shit, bro. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I guess that's the thing that people do, right? You go to an amusement park, you drop mm-hmm. acid, like mm-hmm. all your senses are really heightened. Yeah. There's already sensory overload, so you're like putting that in like the fucking Dude, sixth gear. The fucking first time that I ever did acid, we were at Disneyland and I, uh, oh, dude, I like, that shit makes you like, it opens up like a doorway. You're fucking like psychic and it's like, we can like just make shit happen, bro. Like, I broke up with this girl. I broke up with this girl like three months prior to this and um, I found myself in California. I can't say what the circumstances were, but I found myself in California with some people and I ate the acid at the, at the front of space mountain. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Front of space mountain. It's like a 40 minute line. You know what I mean? So I was just like, all right, I'm gonna eat this. By the time I get there, 
uh, I'll be tripping. You're doing drug math, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drug math, yeah. <laughs> so I'm um I'm waiting in line, bro. It's like it's starting to kick in. Like I can feel it. It's like a feeling that I've never felt before, and it's very powerful. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And for a second, my mind and I listen. I have not talked to this girl that I broke up with for three months, almost four months. I have not no communication, like number block. And I'm in line, and for a second, my brain starts thinking about the whole situation. And my phone starts ringing as soon as I start thinking about it. Nah. And before I even look at it, I'm like, it's this bitch. Nah. Like, and I'm just like, I'm like, what the fuck? You. And I look at it. It's a number I've never seen before. I answer it. It's her best friend. Okay. And she's like, you need to call blah, blah, blah. She she, she loves you. And blah, blah. I was just like, I can't do this right now. I just hung up. Stopped thinking about it. I had the best time of my life. Dude, as soon as they did the fireworks show, oh, my God. It was amazing. It was one of the most amazing most beautiful things i've ever seen in my life and then as soon as the last firework went off they started making it snow and they started playing christmas music wow. it was amazing i Jeez. recommend it to anybody <laughs> do you recommend dropping Three drugs acid around children yeah. <laughs> that's the thing like if you're going to disneyland you sh- you're either a child you're somebody who has a child or mm-hmm. somebody's dropped acid yeah. like yeah, yeah for sure it can't be you can't just go so Dude, good. i was I, w- I forget like how like um I forget how laid back it is in California. Like I'm tripping on acid, and I'm like looking at this guy <laughs> hey, with his kids, and I'm like, oh, there's like they're like one, like two years old, three years old, and I'm just like looking at this dude in front of me. And then I look behind me, and there's a gay twink couple just making out, grabbing yeah. each other's asses. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I fit in fine right here. Yeah, I'm just on La-La acid. Land. Yeah, I'm just on acid. That's yeah, it. nobody's trying to shoot your dad's crotch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, God, it was. I, I, recommend it. I guess that's just Disneyland. That's yeah. what. Have you ever done acid? No, I have not. No. Why not? I don't know, dude. Fucking. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that when had... over here. I was just like, man, I wonder how a bra would react to some. I actually like don't know, man. I feel like a little fucking weirded out because even just smoking like a lot of pot, mm-hmm. I'll get fucking paranoid and start like having these like I'm like an overthinker yeah. and I think a lot about shit and it's it's a very bad thing. Like it it helps you sometimes, but more often than not, like you overthink your way to a bad solution. Yeah. So that's but what you I can do. also do the opposite of that, though. You know, you can think yourself into a, into yeah. Some that happens. That happens too. But like yeah. in my experience, like and I guess that's just a little. You just bit gotta of do luck. it right. That's all it is. But, but you no, you're not in control of that because like you get to the right solution, but mm-hmm. you think, oh, that's not that's not the global optimum. That's the yeah. local optimum. Like you want to yeah. like make it even better, and that's where you fuck up. Like even simple shit like this. I bought all this equipment, right? I thought about that for so much. I watched so many fucking videos. I didn't need to do that. Yeah. I probably needed to spend like tops, 30 minutes tops researching. I yeah. probably did like, you know, fucking six, seven mm-hmm. hours of research. Before you even bought the shit? Yeah, too? before I bought the <laughs> shit, before I start the shit. So that's like overthinking. But so when if I smoke a lot of pot, like a, a dab or something, mm-hmm. I'll fucking go into that mode, right? Yeah. I'll start like overthinking and, and all of that. So I have a paranoia. Now I'm overthinking the concept of overthinking, like getting yeah. a little fucking meta. But I think if I do like shrooms or acid or something, I feel I'm going to fucking start overthinking and my brain's going to break. That's Dude, what the, I think. The, the thing about I love I, my brain, bro. The thing bro. about acid is, as long as you're looking at something that looks nice and you have music on, mm. you have good music on. There's something about... Dude, the first time I ever listened to music while I was on LSD, I... It's the first time I ever heard music. Like, like ever heard me? Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, like the first time I really ever heard music. Like, mm. it's like the first time I ever heard people's soul <laughs> being played through an instrument. You know what I mean? Like, it's their soul. That's what, that's the sound of their soul. And is it really the sound of their soul? Because they got these primitive ass instruments, you know what I mean? Like, 
but you just connect with them. Like if you, like I said, if you got something to look at it, like your senses morph and like your sight and your hearing and it's, it just blends together and it's just, yeah, I just feel it's heightened, so like heightened, uh, your senses are all heightened. So you can, oh, you you're ever more seen sensitive music? to everything. Have you ever seen music? Yeah, no, 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 no. Have I, you I ever see seen music? It's I've seen crazy. a music video with Shakira yeah. twerking uh, if that counts. No, oh, it's not as beautiful. Right? I'm, telling <laughs> you, I'm telling you what we like to do is like, we like to go out to like Flagstaff. We like to go into the middle of the woods just with chairs, blankets and a speaker. And mm. we just look at the stars, the constellations. You've been to Flagstaff, right? You've seen the stars yeah, yeah. out there. And you you just got a fire playlist, bro. It's the best time, it's the best time I ever have. Mm. So what do you get out of it? I mean, I guess it's a nice time, right? It's, it's a recreationally during that time, it's nice. But does it does that change you as a person in, in some Every way? Every time I do acid, when I'm, when I'm coming down, I'm like, I don't want to smoke weed. I don't want to drink. I don't want to do anything anymore. Like, I don't want to do nothing. I want to be sober. Like, I just, like it's mm. it's like, it's, it feels like a cleanse to me. And, you know, me and my girl talk about this shit all the time, too, about, like, um just, like, the reason why people do drugs and... You know, what What do they need? Are they trying to escape reality? And, she, you know, my girl's like a big believer on like not escaping reality, but using it like as medicine to find, you know, answers within yourself. And but, dude, sometimes I just I need to escape from reality. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like the, 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 the life that I've lived growing up, you know what I mean? Just like sometimes like there are some people that do need to escape, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like it's good for them to do it with that stuff than with other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. Like... <clears throat> People do want to escape reality because reality is not always fun. Mm-hmm. So, but you can make your reality fun. Like people like that's that's when you fuck up because like there's people that are just take that escape instead of making the reality better for themselves. Yeah, yeah. So the the problem there also is it's not like a like a hotel where you check in and check out, right? You, you once you like try go in escape reality. Say you're doing mm-hmm. whatever something fucking. Say you're like doing heroin, right? Mm-hmm. This is the worst case possible. You're in a really bad spot and you, you get to you get access to this, you do heroin and like, you know, now you're high. Mm-hmm. It's not that you can just check out and okay, I escaped reality yeah. for three hours. Yeah, yeah. Like the substance itself mm-hmm. is like addictive. So it's a feedback yeah. loop and then you keep going back. It's like fucking Hotel California, right? It's crazy. Yeah, like, it's, it's so much easier to tap into evil than it is to good. Yeah, like to bad you know what i mean it's way more like because you you get the same escape like you can get like this like the same escape the same vacation within yourself by just doing positive shit for yourself yeah or you can just get that same feeling from a drug yeah, that's it's way not easier the same, though but it's it's not the same you, you so you're just talking about like you know dropping acid and like you know about how how nice of a time it is you think you like volunteer at the soup kitchen you feel nice a little nice and fuzzy <laughs> <laughs> hey you know it's funny it's one time this fucking old lady that my mom used to know from the church she found out i was smoking weed she came up to me she goes mijo she's like you know that same feeling you get from weed you can get from god <laughs> I'm like, yeah right yeah. i don't know about the shit you were smoking when you were a kid but this new shit fuck, no. <laughs> yeah they got fucking bullshit mexican weed are you allowed to say that yeah so man. so man fuck um yeah but yeah you're right like escaping reality and i mean you can go fucking one step further some fucking lunatic is gonna sit tell you what even is reality but, oh uh, no. that, that'll get like, God, like you're so fucking deep i mean <laughs> so deep, bro. So, I mean, I think as long as you're fucking driving the bus, you know, whatever that is, mm-hmm. just you drive the bus, you can like let somebody, you know, take the wheel for a little bit 
but you want to get back into the driver's yeah. seat you'll be fine because before you know it like somebody else is fucking doing donuts in your bus and you're fucking in the back Dude, just why like they yelling. do it in the middle east you're doing donuts in buses <laughs> someone got to your bus and oh my god oh fuck like, i was talking about the metaphorical <laughs> bus but people literally doing donuts in buses <laughs> it's like dude dude people there are crazy dude fucking people yeah. in the middle east and and like, so, what, like what city did you grow up in and I, i didn't grow up in the middle east if you're asking that i grew up in india i'm india. indian uh, okay, so yeah. i i grew up in the same sp- shit right no, i'm not scared you you're you're joking but i i bet there's at least 50 million people in this country and that's conservative uh conservatively mm-hmm. speaking um that think middle east and india is the same shit mm-hmm. so um, well they would be correct right <laughs> <laughs> you're fun one of the 50 million no man it's, it's obviously different but yeah middle east what i was trying to say is like you know somebody doing donuts in mm-hmm. in a bus you know why they're doing that to escape reality mm-hmm. they can't do fucking they can't yeah. drop acid mm-hmm. you know they can't even fucking drink a shitty whiskey like they can't drink a fireball cinnamon yeah. like that's like the level boom, of fucking right? shit Uh, they I'm sure they watch porn. I do they okay. Yeah, so the the so What's the difference? What's it's like the, what's mainly the difference? Like you guys are like are, are Indians or are, are they like genetically like um are they are, are you guys like superior to everyone? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> related in any way to people like in the Middle East? Like do you guys yeah, like yeah. have ties like you know how like, like Mexicans and natives, you know what I mean? Yeah. They got the same blood. There is there's a very a strong parallel there. That's there a good example because so India was um again like there's indigenous people in there mm-hmm. and then there's people who move like you know 3 4000 5000 years ago from like the the caucasus from like the north and and those people are where the original aryans so to say and that's where like hitler hitler got the idea of the aryan mm. uh, superiority and what not but that's a separate topic but there are like a lot of people who are living there up until uh, you know 2000 1500 years ago but then people from persia and the middle east and the and the arabian peninsula start started invading parts of india because there was a lot of resource there yeah. you know so you had the silk road to to from china that mm-hmm. was important but there was, there was other resources mainly spices too mm-hmm. and that's why the british came there too so everybody was attracted to india because that was the hub of commerce mm. for a good oh, 2000 yeah, yeah. years I've, 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 I've right so so a lot of people from persia and the middle east came there and they ruled so for a good like a thousand year chunk a um, majority of india was ruled by middle eastern uh, rulers you I mean you can call the middle nobody called the middle east back then but it is persia mm-hmm. persian rulers all those dudes that were mad at the end of 300 <laughs> no no i think that's before that oh, okay so that's like you know that's all pre right. that's pre like so so it was pre fucking islamic mm-hmm. right that 300 and spartacus and all of that so because of that i look uh, the way i look because there is like a little bit of middle eastern in mm-hmm. me you know, what do you got what do you got in you middle eastern a little bit of afghan yeah a little afghan so little the difference persian between like india so like you guys sit on trains and they blow them up that's, that's how it works <laughs> jesus christ dude um i i think we sit on trains you've seen probably seen those pictures <laughs> i'm sure there's dudes who'll blow up a train happily yeah, for sure now nah, but that that's the fucking difference so if you see like an indian dude who's like super dark and like you know has like a these typical mm-hmm. like dark like a and black short. guy with good hair yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. black guy with good hair that's that he's probably like super indigenous he's not mixed mm-hmm. that much if you see somebody lighter skinned yeah. he's either like from the original aryan mm-hmm. invasion coming in from the north or he's from the subsequent like you know there's uh, some indian dark rulers. indian dudes that look like pop, like from like fucking papua new guinea and shit bro they're like super <laughs> primitive yeah this is like tribal people yeah. think papua new guinea again that's interesting because 
when like people start like fucking going out of africa right mm-hmm. there's certain spots where they didn't mix right there was like this big news where there's uh, these tribal people in a small island off the coast of india it's still like republic of india yeah. who like shot that asian dude the preacher mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. this is last year yeah those people have not been contacted by like yeah, they got molested by like some white dude right that went over there did you hear about that like nah. the reason why they don't like like outsiders ah, is because some dude pulled up there like fucking 70 years ago and started molesting all oh, these yes, dudes like possible. measuring their dicks and shit and That's like they're just like mm, nah, never again oh yeah they're like oh friendly yeah. people and then yeah, they start yeah, fucking yeah. with them yeah that's possible and that's 70 years ago that's probably fucking some some yeah. british no, dude. Yeah. yeah it was just some british pervert dude. <laughs> i thought he was just gonna go fucking fucking, take a whole land of people. Yeah, oh, shit. it's pierce right. morgan just showing up yeah and trying to diddling with the with the natives so yeah that that kind of stuff so you will see pockets where there's just indigenous people yeah. like the papa new guinea like mm-hmm. fucking oompa loompa is just still living there when i was when i was in laos bro <laughs> there was this one dude he was coming up to me at one of the bars he was talking to me he's just super primitive looked like a dinosaur you know what i mean like those papa new guinea those primitive oh, ass dudes and i was smoking weed and you know like they're like known to like eat each other and shit right like yeah, yeah, like yeah cannibals yeah. cannibals yeah he's just like fun uh, times yeah, yeah, he's just like, yo, can I smoke some weed or two? I was like, I don't want you to get the munchies and fucking bite me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was good sport about it. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's, uh, that's understandable. I know, so you got like fucking Laos. Um, you, you move, travel around these places. So like, you, how do you get the time? Like, obviously, like fucking some squares like me, people like me, most people in this country or around the world, they have a day job they have to cater to. So what kind of uh, shit are you up to uh, in your non-comedy time that you get to just pack up and leave? Um, Is that a loaded question? Kind of, but yeah. I, uh, I'll give you half of the answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I got, I've always been very lucrative. You know what I mean? Ever since I was a kid, you know, I've always, always, Hustler. Su- always been able to support myself, you yeah. know, no matter what happened. And, uh, I, you know, I was doing okay with money, but like, I was just at the point in my life where I was like, I need to go spend this shit on stuff I'm going to remember. Yeah. And not stuff that can be taken away from me. Yeah. And then on the side, I, um, I do, I do have a partnership in a business. I do, we, I do, I am co-owner of a business and, nice. you know, so I can kind of just take my time off whenever I want to. That's awesome, dude. Like a lot of people like, and, and fucking, I didn't mean to like fucking weird you out. Like, how'd you make your money, boy? Yeah, I didn't want to yeah, fucking do yeah. that, but I really like truly wanted to mm-hmm. understand what, you know, like how does, how does one just get to pick up and leave, which is a pipe dream for a lot of people mm-hmm. and people think that oh i'm gonna like gonna collect all this money i'm gonna have a million dollars in my ira mm-hmm. and then when i'm 59 and a half yeah. that's when i'm gonna take off and do what like you know there's not yeah. gonna be enough viagra in the world to keep, keep get you hard like so i i definitely respect that that you you have the flexibility to do that which i think it's like mm-hmm. in like i said I mean, it's a dream can, for a, yeah, like, a lot of other you can people. have it. you just it's just like yeah you just got like yeah, prioritize yeah, like gotta, what do you want to yeah, do exactly that's all it is like you know like prioritize bro that's exactly what yeah. it is like do, you do, wanna, do i want to go to vegas for a weekend and spend three grand or do i want to you know what i mean go to asia for a month and kick yeah. it you know like it's just yeah exactly yeah that or like even worse at least somebody if they're going to vegas at least they're going to vegas there's people like they'll just buy a ridiculous fucking bag mm-hmm. hey yeah. that bag was 5k yeah, yeah exactly what yeah see I, I i just see shit different now you know what i mean like it's especially when it comes to numbers like i know what i could do with mm-hmm. a certain amount of numbers and stuff yeah but. it's your dad your dad's a fucking genius that's yeah. where you get yeah. it from yeah. like the fucking dude, honestly, son of the rain man my mom is a fucking genius dude my mom is, they're, they're both, so, my, both of my parents are both so fucking 
smart. They have such high IQs, bro. Mm. But they're ghetto as fuck. Oh, my dad is more a little bit more mature. My mom is only a few years young, uh, older than me, bro. And what do you mean? That's not a fucking st- like rational statement. My mom's only a few years yeah, older than me. Yeah, my mom's My mom's still going through her party phase right now, bro. Like, it's hard for me to hang out. With my I love my mom to death. My mom is just mm. one of my biggest supporters. But my mom is just still young and she's still like crazy. So, so like, still a little immature. But she's also very mature. She mm. got, dude. She makes so much money, bro. She makes like, she, and like I, I don't know. I just, I got a little bit of both, both of them in me. I notice it all the time. But they're both very charismatic people. They're both hilarious. Mm. My mom's more of like a shit talker. Like that's where I get like my shit talking from, and just you know busting balls. That's from my mom. But my dad, you know, my the reason why I do stand up, I, I. I mean, I, honestly, it's both 50-50, but my dad used to tell me jokes. My dad knew so many jokes when I was a kid. Like street jokes? Street jokes, but I'm talking about hundreds, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, I like it blew my mind how many jokes my dad knew. But my dad would tell me jokes, every, like, almost every day. He'd tell me, like, like, like a, you know, like the story jokes, you know what I mean? But, like, I kind of learned the um, structure of jokes from him from a young age. I knew how to say a joke. And even like in middle school, your mama jokes, remember your mama jokes? Mm-hmm. Bro, I was a your mama joke champ. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. I was undefeated, bro. I had more than anybody. Like I've just, I've always loved jokes. And then my mom had a Martin Lawrence uh, DVD. Right. It's the first comedy special I've ever seen. And I seen Martin come out and do what he did. And I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, I, w- I want to do that. That seems like the best job in the whole world. You did think that. You remember yourself mm-hmm. thinking, yeah. uh, looking at well, Martin Lawrence. In, in the beginning of Mar- You So Crazy, Martin comes out and they're, staying the, they're doing the credits, but you could hear the crowd already. And in the crowd, they're going, go Martin, go Martin, yeah. go Martin. And I'm, and I'm just thinking like, dude, how fucking cool is that? This dude's about to go out and just give these people a good time. And they, they're they're yeah. wanting to him. They're screaming his name. I thought it was so cool. Hmm. You know, one of my, my one of my mom's boyfriends used to call me George Lopez. Yeah, when I was like when I was like eight, nine, he used to call me George Lopez. Like, I, I feel like it's in my blood to do it, bro. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. Hmm. So, dude, like, so, see, do you think it's like a genetic thing that your mom's hilarious, your dad's hilarious, and that's passed on, or you think it's more environmental where like they're hilarious, so they're being hilarious around the house, and mm-hmm. your mom's shit talking. To, I don't know her boyfriend or something. Anybody, yeah, bro. exactly. Yeah. So, so it's more of you, you, you kind of imbibe it mm-hmm. from the environment, yeah, than I like lo- you know, kind of them passing it on to you. I get it from them, and like I said, bro, I've been, I've seen some shit in my life, man. So it's like, I, I, I say it like, I'm very good at finding the best in the worst of situations. That's a great skill to have. That's a fucking skill set everybody like I, wants. Yeah, yeah, I I can I can if I'm at a funeral, I'm laughing in my head. You know what mm. I mean? There's something funny about the way this old dude fell. You know what I mean? Like, or or something yeah. like I'm always finding something uh humor in in the in the worst aspects of life, bro. And I feel like that's my strongest that's my strongest attribute. Mm. Did something happen like uh distinctly that you can remember from, you know, where you started to see things like that, uh, or that you all, no, no, just have finding humor in like something, something miserable, like somebody fucking dying. Let's face it, mm-hmm. it's miserable if that person mattered yeah. to you. 
if they didn't matter to you and you're laughing about it that's not i don't i wouldn't say that's like finding the best and the worst mm-hmm. like it's not even the worst for you you don't yeah. really care yeah. but if it's somebody close to you and and they you know they die and and you find the humor in it then i can see that okay like there's there's something in your brain like some circuitry in your brain that has been manipulated either environment or like that's how you're born that you can see the 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 humor in like really dark things and dark times so you think like your parents are like that and you said they're funny but did some like incident happen where something tragic happened well they're survivors both of my parents that's what they do they can they can survive they're going to be okay and um then just like shit that I've gone through when I when I was a child made me very skeptical. Yeah, I'm just skeptical. I'm just very. I'm a very skeptical person about anything. I don't trust anything. Dude, you can't watch a movie with me. Don't wa- don't ever invite me to a movie huh. because I will fucking. I'm. This just not real. This dude's an actor. That dog's probably dead now. I'm just, dude. I just like don't trust anything. And I, you know, honestly, when I the first one of the first times I did mushrooms, I haven't been able to watch a movie since. Wow. Like I can. Like if I'm really into like the story or something like that, like I'll like put everything uh, i'll put i'll look past everything all the shitty acting and you know what i mean like uh but i was watching sahara on mushrooms right and there's this point in the movie where like mcconaughey's like going through like a sand desert Uh on a boat and he's like pulling like a bunch of levers (laughs) and for some reason i seen the hollywood production of it Uh, ah yeah i seen it and i was just like this is fake yeah i mean like see that's their job right Mm -hmm. so two things here so their job is to like take this fake thing everybody knows it's fake like there's nobody like it's not like a six-year-old who thinks wwe is no real it's not that like everybody consciously knows that it's fake but it's their job to like trick the human mind in that moment to not think about how fake it is so they're not they're not able to trick your mind but that's more of a shield also that you're kind of putting uh, on yourself where you're like Okay, what is I'm going on? I'm sick of getting tricked, bro. And no, exactly. I'm sick of getting tricked. It's. I think it's a very strong parallel to you, uh, you know, walking into a room and looking at everybody saying, how do I take everybody down? Mm-hmm. So it's like just trying to be hyper aware and like trying to like break everything down to like just, I just I need to know all the facts right now. That's fake. That's fake. Fucking, mm-hmm. you know, her boobs are fake. Like you're just like, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I know fake tits, bro. She cannot go yeah. deep sea diving. Yeah, that's exactly. what's going on right exactly. now. Bro, I, I don't know, bro. I I see the fake, like, and that's another. I feel like that's a curse and a blessing too. But I see the fake. But I, honestly, like, that's being skeptical. Like, that's like really good for my, my stand-up. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, exactly. I can step back and I can just be like, something's off about this right. shit. Let me break it down and and see if you guys feel the same way. Right, shit. right. The, the best stand-up advice I got was from uh, Gene Moore. Gene, sorry, I love Gene, right? So he he was speaking about it in a very clear way of like. What makes a joke is you look at something, you know, it can be a situation or an object. You need to speak to what the the first thing, the second thing about it, everybody knows. They just see it. You mm-hmm. need to talk about the eighth and ninth thing about it. Completely different angle. Like yeah. any situation you like, you need to go to the fourth and fifth page mm-hmm. of the Google search, so yeah. to say. Like that's, that's, uh, that's why when you're skeptical, you're thinking of something that nobody else is thinking of. And that's where you get the joke. And that's how I try to think about it too, which is great for comedy, but not for everyday existence, I might say. Yeah, no, um, I I saw some stuff. It's just a writing exercise, but uh, I kind of just use, you know, my own vibe mixed with, with this little technique. It's just, you get the subject and you break down either what scares you about the subject, what gets you mad about the subject, what you're embarrassed about, 
Mm. or uh, what you love about it or, or you know what I mean just like stuff like that like this it's just like three things like am, am, am I mad at this shit am I annoyed with it am I scared of it you know or, or am I just super skeptical of it and like that's kind of how like I'll, I'll break down my, my premises mm. or just like my bits or just what angle I'm going to come at it with attach an emotion to it sort of you know like yeah. you know attach an emotion to it and then you know that's your angle and then mm-hmm. within that you can dig deeper yeah Yeah that's that's definitely true man and like the big challenge i'm seeing right now facing now personally but you know louis you're like the rising star of comedy here in phoenix you're the uh, you're the sweetheart of the phoenix comedy scene if i, I may say it. so and i yeah I, i see you blushing <laughs> <laughs> i don't hear that much often bro come on and i no, yeah you you you're great man i i obviously love love your you stand up you know bro yeah so so the point being that so as you're doing this the challenge i face personally is to make longer jokes bigger bits and mm-hmm. like you know, a lot of big comedians talk about this is there's still a lot of meat on the fucking bone right See, so that's the problem like i think i yeah. take a fucking nibble on it mm-hmm. and then i just leave well, that I entire wing right I there get, i get stuck because like i'll be rewriting old material and i'm like i could be writing new shit exactly that and and you don't trust the old one yeah. and like you think ah but i've done this i'm bored or whatever yeah. and there's like a boredom as a part of it like you do a joke like you know 20 times like ah fuck you know jared uh jared campbell told me last night i brought, had jared up on the show with me last night and jared told me he was just like dude he's like a lot of your jokes can be five minutes longer exactly exactly he's just like you're just touching the surface and i'm just like i know it's 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 worth though yeah. like see that's the thing like the natural whatever fucking give the the fucking beautiful mind mm-hmm. thing only like it'll get you the premise and it'll get you the first punch but after that it's a little bit of a grunt mm-hmm. grunt work to like put that together organize that which i have fucking really sucked at how long have you been in the center not uh, three years three years okay cool, cool. yeah it's a little under three i want to say okay all right i'm like at four Yeah, it's yeah. then there about like I mean it's it's all the same but, um, at that point. What what made you want to do it? Like what did you like do it's it's a it's the saddest thing, you know? Like I <laughs> here's why I think I did it. Like I I think I was always funny just, mm-hmm. just with French and like yeah. the ball breaking culture that you talk about that's really strong in India. Okay. As like if like six French are hanging yeah. out dude, everybody's fucking going down. Uh-huh. It's a roast battle right yeah, there yeah. and nobody gets butt hurt or uh-huh. anything but just you just fucking talk shit. Sometimes you fucking it. get into a fist fight yeah, like I because if you like fucking yeah. cross the line. Yeah. But that's that's how I grew up and like the main thing, you know, in school and you probably can relate to it is to fucking pass the buck. Like if if, you, if the fire line of fire is on you, mm-hmm. you want to move and find mm-hmm. another dummy to mm-hmm. put in your place yeah, and then then and deflect yeah. and then you're the one fucking shooting, yeah. right? So I I grew up in that culture so I knew I was always funny and obviously moving over here to the US I'm a different person like I'm a different person than anybody else mm-hmm. here very different background very different way of thinking about something so I knew I'd be good at it um but I graduated I went to grad school got out of grad school I got a decent job and everything was trying to like getting to it was getting stable you know I got married. I love my wife and all of that and we we have a real real tight thing. But it was all getting stable. I'm like, dude, I can't be just the guy with a fucking job. I should stop mm-hmm. saying fuck so much, but that's a different thing. Uh, you know, just with the job, shows up, you know, shows up at work, nine comes back at six. So it's kind of like a pathetic quarter life crisis is how yeah. I look at it, but I don't regret it. So I was like, maybe I should try this. and a fan of comedy forever like you know really really like super into comedy and like quoting specials and like mm-hmm. really getting deep into that yeah. so i was a fan for sure then then i kind of put that two and two together and then showed up at an open mic 
weirdly What's enough, the first one yeah so the first one was at this rtrt place it's called uh, infuse i don't know if you heard of it it happens it's a mixed mic happens yeah. once a month everybody's so yeah everybody's so supportive everybody's clicking you know the, the click so mic annoying. yeah so like uh, you know and somebody makes a strong yeah. point mm-hmm. about their identity mm-hmm. or their image and people click I mean, I get it. So it's annoying. But you showed up. The first mic, everybody's so supportive. The first joke I said got a got an applause break. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy crap, bro. That got to my head. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, that's I'm going to go. That's good, though. Yeah. You know, I believe it, too. Yeah. I believe that your first joke got a, got a round of applause. Yeah. You're a funny guy. So, so I kind of dove head first. And then, like, after that, you know, it's it's an addictive thing, man. You go in. You can't, like, you not go up. not knowing what it feels like to fucking kill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah, yeah. going yeah. through life not <laughs> having... You know what I mean, bro? Like, it's like a cheat code, bro. Because, you know what I mean? Me and you, like, I mean, we're just, we're just regular fucking dudes, bro. Yeah. Like, they, they, like, I mean, what... I mean, and... we It's not like we're, like, six foot four, handsome, fucking yeah. shredded dudes. But f- you can fucking... Crush. You, you, you can crush... And you put like a spell over these people or you get to feel how these shredded buff dudes feel all the time for like 20 minutes after a show. It's yeah. like a cheat code to life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you, you are almost like this maestro that, yeah. that's basically manipulating yeah. their brains uh-huh. and they listen to anything you say. You can pass off an agenda. To yeah. Them. You can like fucking, you can yeah. slip in yeah. some 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 uh, some real nasty shit in there and change the change how they think about life. And that has happened to me, like like Bill Burst, like with this big joke about, you know, he has this big joke about uh, how he let go of God. Mm-hmm. You know, he he takes an Never example of it. curling. So he's like, you know, I, I I wanted to let go of religion, but I didn't want to be the annoying guy who holds on to religion. Mm-hmm. So I let it go like that creepy moment in curling. You know, curling, that's like a winter Olympic sport. It's, like, it's a white fucking sport. So they let go of this like thing, like they're carrying like an, like, some sort of uh, a contraption and they have to let it go and then it has to strike like a bunch of pins mm-hmm. or some shit like that okay. so he does that like letting go and that like just that action of letting go it kind of stuck with me dude i gotta let go i can't like hold on to this like i can't like a white man tell you about it, religion bro? <laughs> Damn, what the fuck is your problem jesus i mean a, a white man probably told me about religion in the first place yeah, so I, I let I them right. take the exit strategy that's too hilarious. my my dude my mom used to go to like um this fucking church well when i was born my mom gave herself to god yeah like super gave herself to god yeah it's a little bit of a yo-yo yeah I, I'm, it and dude, like... we, were, we would go to like these huge ass churches here in the valley and like they would be fucking speaking tongues and shit just going crazy oh, bro i it, thought that was only black churches that did that <sighs> no they were fucking they would go crazy bro and this one time like i saw my mom going crazy and i like i was little i was fucking like almost started crying because it was like scaring me i was like what the fuck is she doing like this is not my mom and they saw me like tearing up and they grabbed me like he's about to speak in tongues (laughs) dog they like opened my mouth and they're like let it out let it out and i just i faked it bro i was like you faked it (laughs) and i fucking dude on the on the way home my mom and my stepdad were like something special happened to you tonight oh god (laughs) was that the dude was the dude like the the religious guy that kind of got your mom i think it was my mom oh my mom crazy stories from my mom dude it's only crazy stories from my mom. yeah my mom for my stepdad uh it's not my stepdad anymore just my sister's dad um they were gonna it was his birthday they were gonna get him a stripper and they called their friends they're like hey are you gonna come over it's his birthday i'm getting him a stripper 
And they're like, no, we're actually not going to go out tonight. We're going to go to church tomorrow. What? Why and, are those the options? Like, that's yeah, so, so yeah, weird yeah, that yeah, those are the yeah, options. She's, his, their friend was like, no, we're actually going to go to church tomorrow. We're going to stay in. And my mom was like, you know what? You know, we'll, we'll go to church with you. How do you go from stripper to <laughs> yeah, church? Exactly. How do you go to stripper to church? <laughs> that's, this shit is crazy, bro. Jesus. Yeah, it's just like that. Do you want to like, do you want to go like light up, like shoot a couple of motherfuckers? Or mm-hmm. do you want to like... You know, go to the soup yeah, kitchen. Like, soup kitchen. <laughs> what? So, like, it's it's high levels yeah. of insane. It's like the yeah. price of Bitcoin. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? It's like five thousand dollars one day and like one dollar the other. Yeah, they trip they trip me out. But that's how we got into that. Let's go back to stand up because this is this is this is this. Is, I, I I like talking about this issue because I respect you as a comic. I okay. think you're hilarious. Okay. And uh, I like to, I like to I yeah, like to let's know go my back friend, to stand up. I, yeah, I like to know my friend's stories and stuff. So, you um, when did you? F- realize or feel like that people you were getting admiration of your peers god like of my peers dude again it's weird like it's one of those things where i kind of got everybody uh you know appreciating me and saying nice things about me right out of the gate which is not the best thing always that's because you're indian no i promise promise. that's what everybody said we talk no yeah that's because I'm a motherfucking killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean maybe there's some of that. I don't care. Like you know, personally, now we are talking about this, and that's why I'm like kind of walking through that and thinking about that. Personally, I like very rarely think about like what other comics think about me. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that to be like cocky or anything, but I think I've trained my brain to like not look for validation among peers. I don't yeah. know if that's a good thing or a yeah. bad thing, but well, I like, yeah. I'll I seek my validation for, on stage. Yeah, I don't know? like, I don't like to look for, but it's only like three, four people in this, like that I really care, like what they think about, like, you know what I mean? Like people that I love, you know what yeah. I mean? Like people that I want to do good. I just want them to, I just want them because my whole thing is, is just like, I don't care if you, I don't care if you like me. Like, yeah. I honestly don't give a fuck if you like me. I got a great life. I got great friends. Like, I don't give a fuck if any of these comics like me, yeah. but they're going to respect me. Cause I'm gonna set the blueprint. Mm. I'm gonna right. show you how it's done, and right, you right. can follow it, or you could, you know what I mean? You 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 could bullshit, and you know what I mean, be a hater. But right, right. In terms of like, so like, what what you're asking is, when I showed up, like I said, the first joke I did, I had like long hair. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like hair. Like, I remember. Like pretty, I think I remember. Uh, so long hair, and I, uh, the first joke I said that this is how Jesus would look like if he was not white and blonde, mm-hmm. and everybody like, ah, and mm-hmm. like fucking applause break, right? Like holy shit, dude, it's not that hard, and then. The first at least five, six spots that I did, every time I did well, somehow, I don't know yeah. how. And like, uh, again, Gene Moore, he's been really nice to me. Uh, right out of the gate, I did his mic and he was so impressed and happy. Like he sent a bunch of messages out to a bunch of bookers. Mm. Like book this guy. And I've like been on yeah, stage Gene, six times. Gene put a, like a post up for me one time. Like, yeah, no, dude, he's amazing. Yeah, he's like, he still recommends me on on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he he's sent out like all these messages and like people are booking me for showcases house of comedy other yeah. clubs and all that and i've been on stage six times you know mm-hmm. so um so i was lucky like that and, and then then i started doing it and then like reality hit and then you know mm-hmm. then you have to like work your way back up just hitting mics every week every week uh, but i think most people like enjoy my stuff and um I'm. I think I hate it actually. Sometimes that fuck, dude. Why can't I come up with something more funny? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's just like a mental. Just like block. Tra- translating like how funny you are as a person to on stage. Yeah, yeah, such yeah. a difficult process. A, yeah, you know? and like one more thing that like a good way to think about it is when you're just funny in your personal life. You know, you're funny with your homies who you've known for ten years. Mm-hmm. The setup for that joke has been there for ten years. Yeah. So the setup is there. You just have to do the punchline. Yeah. 
but with all these the, so the context of the joke but with strangers you have to do the setup in like you know 30 so you can't like go on for too much with a setup and without a punch and then you're going to lose them yeah. so you have to like condense all of that and that's what i think the trick is because the punchline is there but like how do you convince them that the punchline is only relative to the setup so how do you convince them of that setup if they can't believe the setup it's not going to happen so like with my friends i can make them like you know they can die laughing like i i have yeah. like memories of people just like fucking like <laughs> just almost like yeah. keeling over and fucking just like not able to speak like laughing mm-hmm. so much right mm-hmm. and and other people have done that to me like in my friends because we have so much context mm-hmm. and we can just say one word and that is that is basically 5 years of setup yeah. right you just take bring up one dude's name but you can't do that with a crowd with the crowd you got like bring them along and tell them like this and that and that that's the tricky part i feel when i um when i realized that you were you were you were uh, you're going to you're going to be cool that you were solid mm-hmm. was that cop at a copper blues open mic cuz yeah. i've seen you a bunch of times and i i mean you had good jokes but like i just didn't really know like how how you talked off stage or just like your humor that's not a joke You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said one thing to me. You said one thing on stage that in my head I was like, "Oh, this guy's a funny guy." You right. know what I mean? Like he he observes funny he has a funny observations, you know what I mean? And he looks at life, you know, he's very humorous. Uh you were on stage at Copper Blues and Copper Blues there's a bunch of pipes behind you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and you walked on stage and the first thing you said he's like, "I'm just I'm Indian. I'm just happy to know that there's plumbing here." <laughs> I thought that was so hilarious. I walked up to Casey. I walked oh, I walked up to Casey. Casey fucking Casey uh used to be the old GM yeah. manager blah blah blah. But I was just like this motherfucker's funny, bro. Like get this dude up. This dude is funny. Holy shit. But yeah, they're they're a little obnoxious with those pipes, huh? Jesus. Yeah. Like who's yeah. the uh-huh. interior designer here? What are you going for like medieval get, like copper fucking... blues? Like I get it, but like it's not even real copper, you know what I mean? It's like painted plastic and shit. Yeah. So like, it's just This yeah, it sounds, they're trying to trick me, bro. It's some guy who like kind of came up with that concept in like yeah. a boardroom meeting. That's yeah. why I don't some like steampunk asshole that yeah. went to fucking Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, and he thinks he's gonna bring that experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know what? Dude, like out of all the clubs, and this is not like the this is not an A-list club. I but I like Stir Crazy the best to perform at. I don't know what your thought is. Like obviously, like the bigger shows, the bigger names. uh and i've done a, just a few of those not as many as you but i've done a few of those and those happen at the big 3 uh but but like just the club no, the star crazy is um i don't think i've ever had a bad set at star crazy yeah because and i'm not even tuned my own order like i just like it's a good room yeah it's, it's it, i don't know it's the acoustics of the room yeah. because that that matters too it's mm-hmm. not just the jokes it's your personality yeah. it's what the energy you bring on stage but Dude. also the room Stand up live sold out. There's nothing like it. It's the best. Stand up live. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Stand up live is jam packed. 600 650 people. Ooh. And you got and they're they're all there to have fun. They know the comedian they're there to see. All you got to do is warm them up. Yeah. It's the best, bro. The waves of, I can only imagine like doing like, you know, 2000 seaters and shit because dude, 10% at 2000 is 200 people. So you make 10% of the crowd laugh. That's 200 people laughing. Yeah, but and like, like with a 2000 seater, you're probably making at least 1500 of them laugh. Yeah. Because again, like uh I I did that 2000 seater at Celebrity Theater. You did it with Brian? Yeah, yeah, with Brian Callen and uh, and Adam Ray and Caliendo, fucking dude, it's unreal. Like two thousand people, and like I don't know how they built that place, mm-hmm. the celebrity theater, the the the, the, the round. round. 
it doesn't feel like that so many people because the first person is pretty close to you mm-hmm. so it gets gives you that club feel that's what yeah. i like i don't like the first person being all but the way it's just all you can see right so yeah, like, yeah. and the lights are like the lights are on you it looks like 500 people at a time basically yeah, yeah, yeah exactly that's what it is. exactly and holy fuck like those people will laugh and it's, it was insane man i did i did like you know a few i did like 3 minutes because that's you know garden you killed them dude like everything everything it. crushed and like i and i just went up and like spoke about it because uh, carden won the competition right uh, it was like a radio competition mm-hmm. when carden won it he got the 10 minute spot obviously well deserved love carden but calendar is like ah you still show up i'll give you a few minutes that's dope yeah and he's calendar's fucking tight dude he's like oh, dude, text I, me back I and love, forth yeah I, i fuck with that dude that guy's really nice you know i've opened up for brian a few times and uh calendar was there kicking it one weekend with us and you know Cal- he definitely gave me my props Yeah. He's like he even told he told uh one of the owners he's like you got something here bro. Yeah, like, yeah. this dude right here. Yeah, he's he's like super nice like yeah. that and uh, I know you told um but anyway, that's a different thing. Uh so he he is nice. So what I was saying is I went up there and I spoke about how this is like getting a in a participation trophy mm-hmm. at a at a in a little league game and mm-hmm. like everybody like ah there's all Trump supporters, right? Yeah. They hate like yeah. participation yeah, trophy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they hate all that shit. Yeah. Like, These snowflakes, uh-huh. they hate that. So I just like kind of played mm-hmm. that. uh and did like just two two of my like small jokes and they like fucking loved me so i i i i get you man like those those feelings but then you show up at an open mic the next day but the art <laughs> of five people the art of six people yeah, it's an yeah. art bro. Yeah, yeah you know what i mean being able to being able to um kill in a small room and all those it might only be six people but that's an opportunity for you to make friends yeah, yeah. you know make people that can come to your show to see you do more time like it's very intimate you can legit just talk to these dudes get to know them before you even meet them yeah it's a sales pitch yeah it's cool man it's awesome yeah. i uh yeah i just um i just got uh new year's my first new year show this year nice well so yeah you said you're doing uh stand-up live mm-hmm Nice. So it's uh, so yes. Tell tell the people what is going on. What are you doing New Year's? Um, I'm doing stand up live with Brian Callen. And to me, like I I I don't mean to pat myself on the back too much, but to me, I used to work at the club before I started doing stand up. I was a dishwasher, and I spent a few New Years not with my family, but in that club dishwashing the New Year shows. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little tw- yeah. trinket to say on stage yeah. too. Yeah, I know yeah. people are gonna eat that up. Hopefully. A little, little it's emotional thing. You yeah. know, I'm I'm proud about it, bro. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm proud of myself. That's it. awesome, man. That's fucking really happy for you. Yeah, it's gonna be cool, bro. I'm gonna have my girl there, and you know, there's multiple times where like like I didn't have my girl there at New Year's. My girl's like very romantic person. She wants to kiss at New Year's. Yeah. So now, you know what I mean? We'll do it at the same spot that helped me back. So it's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna be cool, and I'm gonna get paid. Yeah, that's uh, come I mean, on, that's bro. It's, it's a way to win, uh, bro. It's a win, dude. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get on the road, bro. That's what the fuck I'm trying to do. I'm that's the move, I think. Here. That's that's yeah. the next progression because you can't like just you can do only so much here, mm-hmm. but you got to get on I'm the just, road. I'm just beating out material right now, bro. That's all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make more shit. I just need like you know ten more minutes and just to be safe, just to be on the safe side. And how do you book the road, though? Do you need somebody to book it because that's a whole thing. It's not like I mean, I guess you, you could got, do you, it yourself, yeah. but you, like you gotta, it's a lot of work. I'm trying to go with someone. That's how I'm trying to do it. I'm trying go to go with, with someone. someone. Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. I've opened up for so many people, you know what I mean? And I've I've done so much for so many people, then I've never asked for anything back shit like the uh, and they respect me too, you know what I mean? Like and I just want to get to the point where it's not going they're going to they're going to feel like it's it's good for them to bring me. You know what I mean? Good for their crowds to bring me. Like, oh yeah, like I yeah. mean if you crushed with their crowds and that happened multiple times, mm-hmm. 
they'd want to bring you like yeah. if it's not like so everybody wants an opener who's who's good and you know he's not like a dick to work with yeah. like there's some other things yeah. also the factors that come into play you don't want like somebody who crushes but he's like he's in his head is a headliner so he's being like a dick and Dude, like not me, being professional me, bro i like i am I, I i'm a provider you know that's what that's what i do i'm gonna provide you a good a good show for your people if you're my if you're my friend we're cool i'll take pictures for you you know what well my plan for this uh for new year's is, is you know when when i'm here with Callan, the first show by the by the time he gets off the first show i'm gonna already shoot a whole video you know what I mean? Like the crowd lining up, the crowd filling in, him on stage. Like I'm, prov- I'm providing a service. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm helping him out. I'm giving him visuals above and, and beyond. And like if yeah, if, if if you're an opener, if you're opening up for these people, and you want to show that you you can provide something, and you're not just getting dragged along with them, and they're paying like no, like you you got to be able to bring something to the table. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people need to realize is like half half of your job is being good at stand up. You know what I mean? A quarter of your job is being fun to hang out with, and a quarter of your job is you know what I mean? Helping the helping the the whole machine go. You yeah. Mean, everybody's. That's some solid advice there, yeah. actually, because if you you just don't want to show up there, show up late. You know, like yeah. the headliners yeah. there before yeah, exactly. you, like you don't want to be yeah. that guy. Mm-hmm. And that's a put up. They don't they don't like you then. Mm-mm. So doing things like that, that's that's definitely solid advice. Just take get a video, get a few pictures, and mm-hmm. hey. Do you, do you, do you want this? Yeah. Like, I just, you know, yeah. took Write the liberty tags, to get these. Go out yeah. there, listen to their set. You know what I mean? If you actually got some tags, like some something that you can you can give to them. A lot of people, they like that. Yeah. They respect that, it. Or that they can like, go one of two ways, though. No, but if, if you're funny, if they know that you're funny, that you went up there and you killed, and they respect your craft, and they respect that you're a comedian... They're not going to be like, fuck you. They're going to be like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, like, I appreciate you, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I've seen this too. Like, none of the big name comedians... I know really look down upon like uh, somebody who's opening for them yeah because in their head they just think everybody's a comic mm-hmm. they don't know that you did like you know an open mic yesterday with two people yeah. like that that's not but what they're they thinking but if they did know that they probably respect it yeah I'm, I'm sure they yeah. do yeah that true 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 so so in their head you're just a peer you're just another mm-hmm. comic and they'll treat you as such so yeah. which is a nice thing I guess there's a very uh, egalitarian yeah. sort of a craft See, a lot of people, they get in their heads about these shows, dude, like, oh, fuck, should I bring my beer on stage? You know what I mean? Or like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, oh, I need to go take pictures. Like, no, dude, like, if you're doing a guest spot, that's how it works. You know what I mean? You do the guest spots with these people, eventually you start hosting. But if you're doing the guest spots, bro, just show the fuck up. Don't make a video. Oh, I'm with this guy. You know what I mean? About to do a guest spot. Like, no, go there, be respectful, do your time. Most of all, be funny. Yeah. Be funny, get off stage and just keep it going that's it man like people get too too in their head about this shit like it's it's very simple so uh so just to get into it a little bit then so you've had a lot of success and i want to say the last year maybe even a little more getting on these weekend shows and working with the bigger names and that's that's always good to have on your resume so how like so what was there a breakthrough inflection point where you kind of uh crossed the line you know skipped over the line to when i say skip or not a queue like mm-hmm. what i'm saying like you, mm-hmm. you crossed the leveled barrier up. yeah you leveled up there you go yeah. so you leveled up to to uh getting to do these things and i'm sure people some people listening would want to know but i'm personally mm-hmm. curious and it's interesting to to think about how do you like break that barrier it's just um being active that's really all it comes down to. You gotta do, you gotta go. You gotta put yourself out there. You gotta sign up for these shows. You know, you gotta do the open mics. Get your material at the open mics. Go and when you gotta look for the showcase at the club. If you want to get into the club, that's what I, I made a plan for myself. I said, okay, I'm gonna do open mics. I'm gonna get in the club so I can get paid to do longer times than open mic spots. 
So how do you get into the club? You got to do the showcase. So first you got to do the open mic. So you go to the open mic, you do the new faces of the show, you get familiar with the club. And then you look for the showcases. They always have showcases, like once every two months. They have a showcase where the booker comes out and the GM comes out and they watch you. And it's people that were doing good on the open mics or people that they seen at open mics, something like that. So you got to do good at the showcase. Even if you don't get it the first time, still keep in contact, show up at the clubs. You know what I mean? Try to get guest spots when you can from people that you know, if you know anybody else that's performing there. And then just do good on a showcase, bro. Right. And once that you do good on a showcase and the booker sees you, like that's all it is. It's just yeah. getting in front of it's just getting yeah, in front of Matt Coleman. Bo- so I mean, yeah, because it's nobody's doing you a favor per se. Like it's a win win. Like they want somebody funny on yeah, stage. Exactly. Yeah, they don't want somebody who's gonna sabotage the show mm-hmm. when it's a big headliner yeah. coming through. And sometimes the headliner brings their guy, but if yeah. they don't, they it's the don't club's response. Yeah, they don't bring MCs unless your yeah. first job. So yeah. uh, get as many MC jobs as you can, even if they're open mics. Host as much as you can because that's going to be your first job. And that is a really good, uh, it's a really good attribute to have to be a good host, to be able to keep a show going. If there's a, a lull in, in, in the crowd or someone just bombed super hard, you got to be able to bring it back up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you just, you, you, that's your first job. I, I recommend all, all the comics to try to host open mics or your friends shows as much as you can for sure Learn yeah how to yeah host. that's that's definitely important because like you said that's the first job you're gonna get yeah and that's the job they're looking to fill mm-hmm. it's not the most fun or it's not like it's i mean worst. i guess it's fun it's the worst you can't leave like the feature spot is the best like the crowd's already warmed up you go up there you kill and you can leave you can just walk out like if you're a host you can't walk out the green room like you never know what's gonna happen like you got to stay in there the whole time it sucks but you know what i mean you just a fly in the wall observe as much as you can from the two dudes uh after you and you know just try to be a good host bro yeah that's that's some good advice i don't know like just stick around do your thing keep doing it and uh, i kind of personally like from from a psychological standpoint for me again this is not advice i kind of keep reminding myself to like just keep liking the process enjoying mm-hmm. the process enjoy what yeah. i'm doing don't Still make it a, a job plan. don't make it a job yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. that's a, that's the thing i feel like why i love it so much is I've told I've told my friends this all the time, bro. Like, if you have the best job in the world, eventually you're gonna wake up and you're not gonna want to go to work because it's a job. It's a job. You know, I don't do stand up for money at all. I really don't care about doing stand up for money. Like, it's yeah. I I I don't care, dude. I'll make money a hundred different ways. You know I mean, I make money on my own. I don't care about money. I'm doing this just for the love of the game and because I want to be a master. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to be a master. See, that's the point. And maybe there are some people can't afford that uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they can. Maybe they. They're just they not, can't. not trying hard. Not yeah, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice, Luis. But yeah, like just I I've seen in the past just fixating too much on the goal of you no. Know, hey, I need to do X Y Z by X Y Z time is always like I've sabotaged myself doing that. So I try to think of it as like every time I'm on, I'm on stage. Or I'm like anticipating to go up on stage. Yeah. I want to like that. Yeah. I don't want to resent. Mm-hmm. The fact I'll resent it a little bit at an open mic, just sitting there, you know, like watching somebody like do fucking hack material. I mean, I'll, I'll fucking resent that, but that's whatever. But overall, by and large, I want to like enjoy the process. But making goals, still mm-hmm. make goals and plans, which mm-hmm. uh, which I like at. I think I should start thinking about that too. Yeah. That's but sure. that's really good perspective, man. And and we I know we talk about talk about comedy and stuff, but I do want to talk about your car. I know you got oh. sick ass. Uh, I know you got sick ass. What is that? El An Camino? El Camino. El yeah. Camino. So yeah. so you're like a big car guy. You kind of oh, sort really. it out, no, not, or like it's really, a sick sick yeah. fucking car though. I'm not really a I'm not really a a car guy too much. Like I like cars, you know what I mean. But like I really like I used to skateboard. 
Right. So I've always kind of been like a punk, like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. fucking need a car. I'll take the bus and I'll <laughs> skateboard wherever I need to go. Like, But I, my, my dad used to have Al Camino, and I've always loved Al Caminos. I've just I've loved them. It's a sweet-looking car. I don't it's know what nice. it's about. It's it. like a truck and a Monte Carlo fucked. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. It's just like, but it's it's nice, bro. It's a little coupe. Uh, and then, I'm, you know, I'm a Chicano, so it's part of the culture to have a lowrider. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got yeah, yeah. to gotta put on for the culture. So I got it, you know. You know, I actually had an offer to sell it the other day for uh i can't even talk about what they were offering me yeah it's but, not um, public information it's people. not public information <laughs> but it was very lucrative it was basically like thirty thousand dollars for the car nice and i said no so what so so I what's like the deal they, obviously they stopped making these what in the 70s this one yeah yeah so so they must stop making them so like people still buy them and 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 restore them mm-hmm. and like and take care of easy, them bro like fuel in, uh fuel injection cars are like trickier but like to like fix like a car that just has like a carburetor oh yeah you can just swap it Ooh. out dude like so I, and i don't know anything about cars bro this is like i learned everything about cars from this car so did you so like, yeah i i agree with you like the basic cars you you just have you have you have the engine you have the drivetrain and then like some shit on the mm-hmm. fucking tires for the brakes and stuff mm-hmm. like that suspension and and that's it. it's like yeah. a leaf spring like is is the suspension even leaf spring or it's like something i think uh, it's a little honestly, modern than that i haven't even fucked with suspension but i do want to lower it so that's like the next thing that i'm gonna start learning about is like the suspension of the car but i don't i don't know yeah so it's all very basic bare mm-hmm. bones and it's so because a modern car you open it up firstly there's like everything's covered and there's so much electronics in it so you can't fuck with it really but with these uh i wouldn't say it's easy like you start taking apart an engine you're fucked that's a different mm-hmm. whole different game yeah. but uh yeah the carburetor itself dude you know who's really good with cars is uh reese he is oh dude reese reese and his dad have fucking baller cars bro you never seen reese's lowriders no oh dude i'm not he shit. looks like somebody who drives dude, a low rider. Shit. i don't have shit compared to what they got they got <laughs> what some, they got uh they, they got like um dude they got a bunch of shit they got a lot. They li- like Reese used to live in a like in a garage with a house <laughs> built on the side. They just had a bunch of lowriders in there, bro. It's dope, bro. You, yeah, like I said, I'm, I, I'm not shit, bro. You gotta talk to Reese about yeah, yeah. lowriders for sure, man. But yeah, that's 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 sick. Uh, so like, do people do uh, one of those things where they um, gut it out and put like a nicer like uh, you know I don't know modern V6 or something in it? I and, think uh, I have a 350 V8. Oh, okay. So V8, that's what it comes with, or that's a, that's what they put in. I think they put it in because it only has eighty thousand miles. Right, right, right. So it's not, it's not the original engine. Yeah. But, so uh, that that makes makes the difference. I'm sure if it's the original engine, it's gonna mm-hmm. suck a little bit. Yeah. I mean, mine, mine's fine. You know, like I kind of get, I gotta get some shit fixed with the floats because, like, if I hit a bump too fast, the engine will turn off because, like, the engine, uh, the oh, gas will like come out of the carburetor. Like, it'll bounce <laughs> off the carburetor. So, 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 I got, I got some shit to work. But it, but it looks nice for pictures. You know, really? it looks yeah, nice yeah, for yeah, pictures. And especially uh, if you get one of those Polaroid yeah, ones. Yeah, it drives. Like, it drives, and it just, like I said. Honestly, the interior. I need to fix. On, I need to fix the interior, bro. I mean, like you can't take that on the road or nothing. Oh no, I don't take it on the freeway. Yeah, you. I can. only cruise. It, I only cruise it in my neighborhood. I drive it downtown. You know what I mean? I'll drive it like Central Phoenix area, mm. but I don't like take. I won't. Yeah. Take so it like you're saying, like when you hit a speed bump, the valves like and the engine they they, uh-huh. they flop uh-huh. and that's how they get, yeah. it kills the engine. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the this yeah. is the problem. Like this is the problem you're having with an automobile in mm-hmm. 2020. That's yeah. the price you pay for a sick looking car. I think. 
Yeah, I I want to get like a Porsche, bro. That's what I'm. Well, honestly, next uh, me and my girl, I want, we're trying to get a Range Rover. I want to get a Range. I want something luxurious. I want you know what I mean. I want something. Yeah, you don't want something that stops it because yeah. you had a yeah. speed bump. Yeah, that's something with Bluetooth. Finally, yeah, you probably buy a Range Rover, an older one for ten grand. But I don't know how like old like you 2017. want to go. Yeah, so you're paying fucking for forty thousand for that. Sixty four. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sign your sign your soul to the devil. Yeah, that's what, that's what it's looking like. I mean, yeah, dude. Like, I'm I definitely like uh, you know that that whole American muscle car mm-hmm. thing. Those sweet looking cars, man. classic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like one of those sh- no Shelby's like which mm-hmm. with the with the engine sticking out because yeah. the engine's uh-huh. so big uh-huh. you can't have ventilation. They don't have, those, you, in, they don't have those in India, bro. Nobody's fucking doing wheelies yeah, in, yeah. in chargers. No, no. There's like a there's a knockoff. It's very interesting. There's a knockoff muscle car. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, I even forgot the name. It's been it's been uh, Contessa. That's what it's called. It's called a Contessa. Uh, and basically, it's a knockoff of an American muscle car. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the power. It has nothing. But it looks kind of roughly yeah, like that. Body. Yeah, yeah. So that's kit. that's the Indian Al Camino. Like wow. a lot of people buy that and restore that shit and and drive that around. What do they drive out there? Do they drive? They drive stick shift a lot, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I I drove stick my entire life. Yeah. And like I, I move here and people freaking the fuck out about like, oh, dude, that's a stick. I can't drive mm-hmm. a stick. Can you mm-hmm. teach me how to drive a stick? What yeah. are you talking about? You mean like teach you how to drive? Dude, like in, in Lao, they had new cars, but they were stick shift. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Like I think my dad bought like a, a new car recently. You just buy a stick. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's sticks are better in the sense that it's they're easier for drifting. To fit. You drift a lot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're a drifter. <laughs> so, but I don't know, man. So you, your Camino obviously a stick. No, it's yeah. automatic. What? Yeah. Dude, just fucking get the fuck. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> that like, was the last thing I want to be worried about. My engine's <laughs> fucking turning off. Last yeah, thing yeah, I like uh, no. the clutch. Yeah, great gears are stuck now because yeah. you're trying to shift. Yeah, no. No, but stick shifts are are the norm because I think it's cheaper to manufacture. So to give people a car at a lower price point. You have to give people a stake and mm-hmm. I think it's more fuel efficient and things like that. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, 100%, like no question. Hmm. Uh, but with, with, because there's, so for so the car is shifting for you when you're driving an automatic, the car is doing the shifting for you. So there has to be like things that go with it to make that happen. Mm-hmm. It makes it heavier and that makes mm-hmm. it slower. You're a car guy, huh? You yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, because I'm- What kind I'm, of car do you drive? <laughs> I drive a Jetta. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm one of those guys who knows about them, but- but I'm I'm a mechanic I'm a mechanical engineer by um by okay. education I don't work in that field uh-huh. because I don't pay like a lot of money. What do you do for work? So I do like I work for a fintech what they call fintech financial technology. Mm-hmm. So you're building uh, technology solutions for mm-hmm. uh, for investment management, a lot of private equity stuff. So building technology for them. Uh, there's like some other products which are you know for uh, for tax efficiency. So people like if if you're a fucking rich guy, right? Mm-hmm. The big, your biggest problem is paying taxes. So we have like algorithms that can run through your portfolio and, and they'll tell you what to sell, what not to sell to be the most tax efficient. Mm. We don't do investment advice or what to buy and sell, but you say like, yeah. you want to pay zero taxes yeah. this year. You buy this, you sell this, everything's going to so net out. So you rich zero. people stay rich. Yeah. That's what you do? Yeah, okay. of course. That's how that's how yeah. the world works. That's yeah. how the economy works. And yeah. like it's, everything's good. You can be a poor guy and do that. Like mm-hmm. if you're a guy and like you have a little bit of, you have like a say a $10,000 stock portfolio, you still owe taxes at mm-hmm. the end. You don't want to pay like the grand in taxes or whatever. You know? Damn. You know what's crazy? I know nothing about that field. I yeah, know, I mean, it's, know it's, it's definitely interesting and you, you should start looking into it because yeah, you say like, you know, because you say you uh, you own a part of a business, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're doing with the public markets mm-hmm. too. You're owning a part of like a larger business, but a very small part. 
but if i can they do well you do well mm-hmm. and then the whole cliche of you know let your money work for you sort mm-hmm. of a thing you know you you don't only want to exchange your time so you can to do two things to to make money right you can exchange uh, your time to make more money or you can uh, give peace you know spend money mm-hmm. and and attach a certain amount of risk to it yeah. and then make more money yeah. you got your time is finite mm-hmm. after a certain point yeah. you want to do other things with your time yeah. like you know just take off the mm-hmm. loss but with this now you're this this is a different channel different yeah. avenue for you to make money there's specific ways to do it there's robin hood and stuff like that which is essentially gambling now is people buying a hundred dollar stock and then looking at it oh mm-hmm. it became 112 i made yeah. 12 but that's not how you make <laughs> yeah. wealth bro. Yeah, yeah you got it like it has uh-huh. to be a long-term thing so that's the kind of uh, i mean so so you, you you can do it in a specific way where you just have like you, your money is making money for you and you can do it in a relatively safe way you can play with how much risk you mm-hmm. want you know because you can go as risky as you know crap stable at at vegas do you know like, what i'm tired of fake investors There's people I, that act like they're investors but they get $12. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? like, that's, that's not the, the thing. Most that's not the thing. How many friends do you have that put screenshots up of charts Robin Hood? Yeah. that you have no idea what <laughs> yeah. it is? And it's 12 bucks. Yeah. What are you going to do with 12 yeah. bucks? You can find 12 bucks like under your couch uh-huh. like sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, there is there's there's definitely a lot of strong concepts to how you do it. Yeah. No, you can you can like I uh, know just invest in something something that somebody else is doing you can just follow what everything warren buffett's doing you just buy like a little sliver of what warren buffett's uh, investing in yeah. in his company's berkshire hathaway and he owns a bunch of shit but all his investments are reflected in his like what they call investment vehicle so you can you can just throw money in that and like okay i trust buffett like mm-hmm. he's fucking i know what he's doing and just yeah. do that or just invest in an index you know somebody's already made a cluster for yeah. you or the harder route which you can make more money in just individually go yeah individually pick them out but you got to then like be a nerd you got to like pull out mm-hmm. their financials yeah. start studying the financials yeah. know the market and all of that but now you're back at a job yeah. now you're you know, mm-hmm. spending more time that's yeah. not what you want so i'm of the philosophy that okay look at these this set trends be in it for the long game throw your money uh, in these set you know buckets and mm-hmm. and they call them etfs so you could just follow just like what rich people like you can just exactly it's, just, it's, like, it's like a template yeah exactly yeah. it's a yeah. template you yeah. throw your money because it's a template like i trust i trust just jeff bezos whatever he's <laughs> no, yeah. like you know what i mean but yeah what he's doing he is he owns a multi multi billion dollar company you can't like follow that as in yeah. like you can invest in amazon but that's you're picking on amazon mm-hmm. so the idea being you invest in everything it's very broad based so over time it will all work out no can you just invest in apple and facebook you yeah you can everything in there you can yeah. you can that's Google? and you'll make good returns oh, google just no yeah and a lot of people do that these people you're talking about with the screenshots with the 12 dollar gain mm-hmm. that's what they do like they'll think oh i like tesla so i'll buy yeah. a little bit of tesla mm-hmm. and tesla will make a lot of money but then tesla can tank tesla can shut down tomorrow so mm-hmm. you want to diversify that's the code mm-hmm. less the, the okay, jargon are they really going to shut down tomorrow maybe may i don't mm-hmm. know so but you want to like hedge your bets mm-hmm. you know you want you don't want uh, to to put everything on tesla apple's not going anywhere apple's the new people that's the new race <laughs> of people bro I don't know man like that's what people thought about like Lehman Brothers these big companies Enron the energy company in the 2000 Google's going to be inside of you Google's going to be inside of you in a few years bro Yeah I I hear you I don't know if it's few years but a few decades yeah. for sure they're going to have like some sort of a, a variable mm-hmm. which you can like yeah. they're going to put it yeah. in your body people are already doing that right like uh, there was this uh, this company which said we're going to put a small chip in in yeah. here so then you can get to the vending like get you shit know, from the vending machine you know how people like prick their finger in the morning to check their blood pressure 
They're just going to put some Google in you. You get yeah. some Google. <laughs> yeah, and then you can just think the answer. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, how, you just want to know, like, who was in that one movie? Mm-hmm. Who was in Mummy Returns? Yeah. Like, you can just yeah. think about it and then you'll know. Yeah, or you could just, like... If, just watch porn while you're banging your girl like in your head yeah that's some black mirror uh, shit right <laughs> yeah. you've seen black mirror yeah I watched yeah black so mirror. they like you put like a lens on so you're like just watching a movie as you're banging i didn't see that one but yeah so, so that's what people do like they can like put a lens mm-hmm. a lens in their eyes and then then they can like oh it's not even porn it's even more disturbing that uh, than that in that they can go back to memories older memories so this dude's thinking about banging somebody else mm. and the chick's thinking about getting banged by someone else is that else. the one where they're like going through memories to solve crime no there's maybe. one where, there's one where they have like memory banks and this one chick's like going like crazy because they know once they see her memory she's gonna go to jail oh yeah 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 yeah. no no I, they've probably done a few different of those i really like those you know what dude like even the old like twilight zones uh, i don't know stuff if mm-hmm. you, i don't know if you've seen those yeah i forgot twilight zone they're really good for the time mm-hmm. they made Dude, it. Like that very guy poignant. on the side of the plane. You remember that one? Uh, yeah, it was William Shatner. <laughs> the one where the dudes on the side of that was. So, I was kind of like scared of that shit when I was a kid. Yeah, and I like the thing was freaky. I I feel the scariest things, and this is kind of circling calling back to your idea. If you look at a movie and it's like fake. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care about the it. It the clown dude. That shit sucks. I mm-hmm. didn't see it when I was growing up. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was not a very popular oh, did movie. You, did you movie. see it part two? It, I didn't see the part. I saw the remake, right? I'm oh, like, dude, dude this is some Hollywood not, bullshit, dude. The this first is not scaring scene, me. The first scene of it too is some straight uh, aggro. Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, the mask. What, what do they call it? The uh, ma- mask. Uh, toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Just yeah. these fucking dudes that are filled with toxic <laughs> masculinity. In the first scene, they they beat up some gay guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just like I know what you're doing. Who does that? Yeah, Nobody really yeah, does that. Yeah. Oh man, I I mean I get like they, it's very on the nose. That's what I'm I'm sure there's people who beat up gay guys, but yeah. but it's just too on the nose. Mm-hmm. That's what they do, um, and that's the Hollywood part. That's yeah. why you know what scares me more is like these psychological the diversity. thrillers. <laughs> diversity. There'd be like a white dude and a uh, a, a, a black uh, a black guy and a white girl and they got yeah somebody got, in a wheelchair. They, yeah, they got Korean kids in wheelchairs. Yeah, 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 yeah no, like, dude, dude, I have a joke about that. Like that's what they do. Like this fake. Everybody's playing catch. Yeah. Everybody's happy. That's uh-huh. the Coca Cola yeah, ad, right? Yeah. Mm, there's nothing that like that that's going uh-huh. on in the world yeah. like real diversity and this yeah. is my fucking joke you, you find it at a Walmart you know mm-hmm. in the liquor aisle yeah, yeah. you know the fat uh-huh. dude in a scooter uh-huh. that's that's a diverse like <laughs> yeah. person yeah. so that's and like then a single mom beating mm-hmm. her child mm-hmm. because he wants candy yeah. like that's diversity yeah. show me that mm-hmm. that's real diverse nobody's gonna show that so so the fake Hollywood thing breaks for me when it's psychological and and you know it it happened in reality mm-hmm. like like what trips me out the most is shit like requiem for a dream i don't know if you've seen that movie Mm-mm. it's just about like people getting hooked onto drugs mm-hmm. and it's it's not like a psa nancy reagan it's not in a just say no it's not that fake shit it's very real they get into nitty-gritty of some people's lives there's this chick who's taking like diet pills because she wants to fit into a dress and she keeps taking them and like loses her, like just gets addicted to it, mm-hmm. right? So she's like, she's lost all the weight that she wanted to lose. But now now she's wearing that dress she wanted to and it's loose. Oh, like shit. a gown. Yeah. And she's like a skeleton. She's uh-huh. just sitting there like mascara uh-huh. spread all over her eyes and just weeping and crying and taking more diet pills. That shit like really got <laughs> me. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. This is, this is like... This is questioning the entire human existence. And that's the kind of stuff I like. And especially if it's real, it's a documentary. And you're like, okay, this is trippy. This is real. Mm-hmm. And that's where that, that this is fake Hollywood stuff goes away for me. Dude, I just see like this evil pedophile vibe in a bunch of movies. And like, dude, I was trying to watch this movie last night. And um, 
Bro, it looked like it was soft core porn. Like it looked like it was soft por- core porn between uh, it, who's the guy that plays Spider Man now? No, I don't know. Tom dude. something, you know that guy? Yeah, yeah, Tom Holland. That guy. Yeah. He's like a he's like a teenager in this movie, but there's like this scene where he's like trying to help his mom up, and it looks sexual, bro. It looks weird. And, and, and then like she pulls out her tit, and like he's like looking at her tit, and he's like trying to look away. It's just like I was just like. They had to run that too. They're like, all right, cut. Let's run it back one more time. And yeah. he, he had to go. To, it, it dog. It looks sexual. Can you pop it a little faster? Yeah, like, bro. It looked sexual. And like I mean, the way that they're looking at each other. And what's the eyes. point of that though? Uh, there was like a tsunami movie, and he's like trying to help his mom up up this tree, and she got to cut on her leg, and she's like, ah, ah, and he's like, ah, ah. why the tit though to like give make it realistic? Yeah, yeah. Like she turns around, and he's he's like, Ooh. like he's like looking at her tit, and she, she's just like. He's like, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, dude, it, like, that's you know, that's weird. a little. That's oh, a, and then earlier in that movie, like, there's a part where, like, before the tsunami hits, and the dad's like with the camera, he's like, ah, and he walks up to Tom Holland, he just grabs his ass, he goes, ah, grabs him by the fucking butthole, bro. It's mm-hmm. fucking weird. Grabs a handful. And before that shit happened, I seen Tom, I seen him. I was like, oh, that's the guy that plays Spider Man. I never seen the Spider Man movies. Yeah. I was like, that's the guy that plays Spider Man. And in my head for a second, I'm like, I wonder if he like deals with like. Uh, sexual misconduct at work like as a kid I wonder if like uh, this next generation of kids in a few in a few years is gonna denounce Hollywood for all the weird fucking pedophile shit that they do and then five minutes later he gets grabbed in his asshole and then he's walking around and his mom's titties out it's just fucking weird bro what movie are you watching dude I have never seen like anything it's called The Impossible on Netflix I watched it last night Jesus okay I know what not to watch so it's 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 weird weird. like a lot of these uh I don't know there's the 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 conspiracy thing of oh, Hollywood full of pedophiles. I don't know if like it's just pedophiles running the show, but I'm sure there's creepy people there, like people that, who gravitate towards like art yeah. and like that's the, like who gravitate towards some something creative are a little off already. So I'm sure like the sample of people who mm-hmm. are fucking around in yeah. Hollywood, yeah. there's a bunch of deviants there. I mean like Harvey Weinstein, like he 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 made like. He did na- nasty shit to like you know girls. I'm not sure of mm-hmm. what age they were, but mm-hmm. there's weirdos out there. But mm-hmm. what I don't buy is like, it's everything's just run by them. That's what I don't buy. I think that it's subliminally thrown in there. Here's the thing: I think sat- Satanist pedophiles really like movies, and they're you just like, they just want like little things thrown out. And they, when it happens, it's like ah, they get it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're just watching at the house. Like all right, they threw that in for me, huh? You know, because there is some weird shit in movies, bro. Like, it's fucking... Like, like, uh, like programming, brainwashing, that yeah, kind of stuff. Have you like seen, like, videos of... Like, music 90- videos are the worst. 1950s cartoons, like, go back. And, uh-huh. like, you can probably find this on YouTube. And, like, 1950s cartoons, they show, like, a weird scene of, say, just, like, Tom and Jerry just running around. Mm-hmm. And I there's know- Nazi flags in the background and shit. <laughs> no, but they, like, have this weird, like low-key pedophilic shit mm-hmm. in that and mm-hmm. but it's like open to interpretation so maybe somebody puts like some grim music behind yeah. it and speaks about it that's why you see it like that but there's some weird shit that you know and even that they, that that happens and then more than that there's like auto-generated content because you know in you on youtube the weird thing is like 70 percent of it in just sheer volume of time is kids content Mm. Like some 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 something crazy like that. Yeah, that's for sure. Shit hidden in there, bro. Yeah. So like, what they do is Democrat. No, no. The thing is, like, they don't like. It's not somebody writing a script, and it's not worth it. It's just a dumb fucking two year old watching it. Nobody's sitting there in a writer's room Mm -hmm. thinking about an arc. There's algorithms that make that. Mm-hmm. Straight up, just you know, yeah. you feed it a bunch of shit. It'll give spit out a cartoon. A, they just build like a uh, 
like uh they, they they build you you know what i mean and what they could sell you on and what your emotions are and yeah and that's where yeah they say like get them young that's what mm-hmm. they say right in terms of marketing so they they kind of build that into for sure like pop culture really really uh you know makes things cool. like you like guns why do you like guns i'm pretty sure a large part of that is is like i don't know fucking rambo mm-hmm. uh, or whatever else you're watching yeah. there's like a mexican version of rambo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cholo i don't know like this yeah. that's a part of it right mm-hmm. you think like if you were a dude right so you're still well, yeah like wild wild west movies yeah you know? yeah like, exactly like Clint Eastwood. Boy, yeah. that's that's real like mm-hmm. i mean why did i like i'm i know i'm doing a podcast because i saw a bunch of people doing mm-hmm. podcasts and getting popular and like i know i like talking and that's why i'm doing this if there was a, if i was not exposed to the idea you wouldn't be so but that's like on a, that's a first level that's on the surface thing of you see something you you imitate it but where it gets deeper and complicated is they like try to design and change your entire like kind of uh, the mm-hmm. way of your being yeah. by these these little subliminal things they take your free things. will bro they, you that's, know what i mean free will is not real dude this is it's a, not real that's the book right there free will oh, by one fucking book <laughs> it is not real okay and it's it's a what's 20 page it? too it's, what's underneath it the secret <laughs> <laughs> dude fuck that seek the secret is bullshit yeah. that's that's some some that's some ancient indian like fucking uh Uh, like shamanistic like yeah. just tribal shit i don't like that when i when i knew the secret was bullshit this is one part in the secret where this guy goes every time i go to the mall and i just think to my head there's an open space right in the front row there always is i'm like bullshit yeah. what <laughs> fucking mall are you going to that's not he's going to az mills like dude i was night. late getting fucking starbucks over there at the mall because there was no parking <laughs> next to the door it was yeah fucking, for sure no bullshit. no but this- and i was using it too i was thinking about it i was like there's a free space when i get there maybe you thought it that's why it didn't happen yeah. god's like fuck you yeah, you yeah. think about yeah. it bitch you think you, i don't bark on command you why don't you believe in free will no so the free will idea right again i i want to just preface this i'm trying to learn about it and i'm not convinced one way or the other but sam harris you know sam harris right he's like a mm-hmm. intellectual speaker mm-hmm. thinker neuroscientist mm-hmm. so the idea the general concept is that everything that you do in your life is a product of something that happened uh in the rest of your life so everything is a product mm-hmm. and you can keep uh going back so so why do you come here why do you come to agree to do my podcast because you know because you like me as a comic mm-hmm. and you're my friend mm-hmm. why are you my friend because we we uh, did the did comedy at the same time in the same scene and we happen to like each other why are we doing comedy you can keep going back and i'm being a little very crude with this but the idea being if you keep going back you will essentially go back to the big bang yeah. everything is just a product of what happened right before that it's not deterministic as in it's 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 not that somebody's written your destiny yeah but, but i could leave right now you know what i mean i could yeah you lo- could leave right yeah. now i'm yeah. not go- i'm not going to but you know what i mean like you could you yeah. could but why did you leave but if know, you left I, but, why but, did you leave but just because i I could do whatever I want, right? I could just do anything that I I feel like listen, I I think I think life that we're living is like on a it's just on an even plane. It's on an even plane and there's forces of good and evil fighting to, for my next move. No, but see, here's the thing. Again, I I'll, I'll explain Sam Harris and like you don't have to read the book. Uh you can watch like enough videos. Mm-hmm. Like there's videos of him, he's on podcasts yeah. like explaining that shit and he'll do a better job of explaining it. But the idea is that if if a guy right goes out and shoots a bunch of people why do he do it you know mm-hmm. he's, he's just some something evil in him right evil spirit whatever mm-hmm. he did a bad thing he made bad decisions bad mm-hmm. choices but if you find out that there was something in his brain you know that was um that was abnormal mm-hmm. right no no fault of his own it was abnormal if yeah. you just like it's like think of it as a switch if it was a switch 
turned off in his brain mm-hmm. you know he wouldn't shoot them but th- that switch was turned on that's yeah. why he went on and shoot them so mm-hmm. how much can you blame the guy for doing it yeah. so and like i'll say this last piece and i want to hear what you are saying here like wh- where you come at it from so they do these tests right they they like do fmri scans on your brain so they they put basically like a toaster on your brain and like they're checking things and they they ask you a question very benign questions right and like you know raise your left hand raise one of your hands and you raise either your left hand left hand or your right hand and the brain on the brain you can tell which one is going to uh, lift before he has even mm. done it so there is something that's kind of determining it yeah. so the the idea is that it's free will to the extent of how you perceive it and how you live through life in your head you have free will mm-hmm. you can walk away right now mm-hmm. you can do you can sell your el camino you can move to laos mm-hmm. you can do all those things yeah. but in your brain it's free will but whatever you do it's like a is an like an argument you can't win what what the argument is that whatever you do is just a product of what happened before you yeah. it's no, there's no like a mysterious there's no little, like a little guy sitting yeah. inside you there like a men in black you know there's like a little dude <laughs> sitting inside the guy's yeah. head you know pulling the levers that doesn't exist yeah. it's just happening so it's, it's very glib it's yeah. very uh, depressing to think so about like that so the universe as a whole you think that the universe as a whole it doesn't like it doesn't have free will or like nothing there's nothing there's just free will does not exist yeah that's what sam universe. harris says that's what he says yeah okay. so his, his thing, it's very dip- yeah. like again but that me that doesn't mean that you just like let go and not do anything mm-hmm. because uh, it's not again you, we won't find a parking spot if yeah. you're like if you actually yeah. like you know get there early yeah. uh-huh. know what you have mm-hmm. to do your due diligence yeah. you should yeah. know what time like uh-huh. you know it's not as busy yeah. if you really want yeah. to get that spot you just don't yeah. have to think it uh-huh. you have to plan it yeah. out you're saying nobody's going to be there uh-huh. getting coffee at 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 10 so i'm going to mm-hmm. go at 10 and instead yeah. of going at 11 that kind of a thing but uh, i don't know man I'm not convinced of it. Again, I'll say like yeah. it's a very strong argument, but it's weird to think about it because I think I have free will. Mm-hmm. I start a podcast. What is, I what, what is religion? Is like a, like a religious like do religions believe in free will or what, what do they believe in? Do yeah, religions are weird and this is like the funny thing is that always as a religious person I was told that everything is destined like God's written everything mm-hmm. for you and yeah. all of that. I'm like, "Ah, fuck you. I have free will. I'll do what I yeah. want." And like and now i circle back you know i'm like yeah. okay i'm free but you can choose like i could choose right now i could choose to have the career that i know i'm going to have or i could put this fucking gun together and shoot my fucking head off <laughs> i can choose that right now and i chose which one i want yeah you did you did to yourself you think you did yeah. but it you did that because of something else that happened which which was not you mm-hmm. that did that yeah. if if something else like like it's just a very you know simple example of if you're like abused as a child you're a mm-hmm. different person why were you abused as a child because the person who was abusing you mm-hmm. was abused as a child mm-hmm. himself and then why was that guy abused because this other guy you know his parents didn't fucking buy him candy yeah. i don't know like this you can always go back you can mm-hmm. uh, trace the chain of events back to something in the back and what mm-hmm. they say reductio ad absurdum is like completely breaking yeah. it down to the end you'll say yeah. because big bang yeah yeah it's crazy to think back like what like everybody's hurt from exactly like and what? and that is true yeah. for hurt mm-hmm. and happy and yeah. everything else yeah what you know what i like to think of What, what what really gets my mind going or what I like what I like to believe and I don't know if I don't think I've even heard anybody say this I think I've you know found this out on my own or thought of this on my own but I just good and evil light and light and dark you know what I mean fast and slow like these are these are all um 
these are all qualities of the universe as a whole. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like me and people like you, the universe has a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of just like a receptor in like this dimension to to unless, uh, unleash the universe's feelings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it probably needs to get out how, its emotions. You know what I mean? That's probably why it made us. So, so we can feel it for it. You so know what I mean? In this think, dimension. So the universe is almost like a being of some yeah, sort, according yeah. to you. It's, it it's, has, a, it's an organism of yeah. its own. Yeah, it's an organism of its own, and it has it has its own... It, it, there is emotions. There is light. There is dark. You know what I mean? Like, there is happy. There is sad. Yeah. Like, there is just, like, feeling. I don't know, man. See, these, these emotions are just merely a product mm-hmm. of the human animal. Yeah. That's all it is. It's it's yeah. a biological but for what stimulus. Though? You can't just say that. You really? How, how old are you? I'm 29. All right, you don't know shit. I know shit, motherfucker. I don't know shit. You know, we don't no, know no. shit. You I, know I, I I know what I know. Right? Yeah, I, I know what I know. No, you don't. Nobody knows that. You know my well. You know my cousin tells me all the time. Hey, everybody's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that is true. Dumb, bro. That is true. Everybody's I, dumb. No, no, I I'll admit that. Like, yeah. nobody. And that's what I is very trippy to think about. No one person knows how the yeah. entire world works. Yeah. Why did I think that though? Why did I think that? Not Why did I have the, that thought? Yeah, not even the universe. Like I'm not even yeah, talking the know. universe. Yeah. Just the world. Yeah. You know, everything's working, right? You yeah. got coffee and I got these mics delivered. Everything works. But can you like find one guy who can like exactly tell you how all of this happens? Nobody no. knows. It just happens. It just yeah. that's, you know, why, that's, comes my, together. that's my thing with religion. Like you don't know shit. Yeah. I got Google and I don't know shit. So you, so how the fuck do you know shit? <laughs> so what I'm saying is, what you what you know is like some base on a biological facts, mm-hmm. some base facts from the theory yeah. of evolution. You yeah. know some things, yeah. right? You won't know everything. You can't say with certainty. Yeah. No, you can't say anything with certainty. Like we make a statement in science, you're just f- uh, a theory or a, even a scientific fact is basically a a, a representation of regularities and patterns mm-hmm. that you've seen in nature you know e equals mc square mm-hmm. because every time somebody ran a test on that of some sort you know or, or derived deduced a test of that they got that same result mm-hmm. einstein got that same result so with some lot of certainty you can say that is the truth but it's not like the absolute truth yeah none nothing is an absolute truth mm-hmm. Everything in science, which is a great tool, you can like do a lot of stuff with it. We are doing a lot of stuff with it. Yeah. You know, uh, you have a Glock because of science. Without yeah. that, there is no yeah. Glock, right? So yeah. it does amazing things, but it's all just following regularities and patterns. So in that sense, you know, in the truest sense, nobody knows anything. Mm-hmm. You can be just a mind floating in a what? Yeah. That's yeah. what they say. Like yeah. you're just you're just a guy. But the feeling, what is Ev- the feeling? nothing? Nothing is real. Feeling can't just be a survival instinct. You know what I mean? It is Fe- though. I mean, but, as 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 much yeah. as we know right now, yeah. Yeah. you're feeling like you're feeling of love, feeling of mm-hmm. lust. I mean, that's your survival instinct. Yeah. You're feeling of fear. Yeah. Again, it's survival, flight or yeah. f- in a fight or flight. Yeah. You want to like but replicate opposites, your genes. There's, there's opposites, though. You know what I mean? There's opposites in everything. Like I said, it, go, it, it gets simpler. You mean there's light and there's dark, there's hot and there's cold. You know what I mean? I got love and I have hate. Right. So there's opposites. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. So, you know, no, it's gone. So... That had, you know what I mean? There's hot and there's cold in my dimension. You know what I mean? Like, I feel hot and cold. I have those senses. I have, I, I can see and I can't see when it's dark. You know what I mean? Like, love and hate, there has to be out there somewhere. Not just with us. You know what I mean? That's, that, the thing exists. You have to admit it exists. I feel it. You feel it. Like, it, it exists. Love? It, love and hate. It exists, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, but it's okay. So, I, I get what you're saying. So, that has to be, it can't just be with us. You know what I mean? Maybe, I mean, it's, it's. It's in other dimensions and shit. Like we can't see it, we can't see it to our eyes. Yeah, our senses can't see that. Yeah. That's true. That's possible. That's possible because 
what we are dealt with here we what we we are given is these senses and yeah. we can see and feel and 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 interact with the world within the constraints of these senses so i get it with the hot and cold the contrast that's i think that is more of again the human senses the restricted mm-hmm. senses that yeah. humans have can only sense things in gradients in yeah. changes yeah. you know if if my hand is 110 degrees right you know mm-hmm. because i don't know i was like holding on a cup of hot coffee yeah. right and you are at 100 degrees you're actually a little hotter right now than the normal temperature but mm-hmm. if i touch you i'm going to feel cold yeah because it's a relative thing mm-hmm. right but these the other way around you know if i was super cold and you're at a normal temperature you know uh, again it's going to be the opposite so yeah. the idea being like our senses are only uh, designed or have evolved to to sense change more or less so yeah. so that's why you can't feel like again they say you can't feel like real joy if you have not been through a lot of agony mm-hmm. that's why running like i i i like running my foot's all screwed up now but like in running if you're running a long distance completing it is such a joy mm-hmm. because you, you when you ran through the thing you had so much agony yeah. to go yeah, through but you did it yeah yeah exactly yeah. and that's why the easy high the easy high is not always the best mm-hmm. high or mm-hmm. the easy uh, happiness that's why people with the trust fund yeah. you know just born with a lot of money they're not the happiest people yeah. because you sense things in contrast so that's more of again a restriction you said you yeah. said it you said that human like how humans interact with the world the senses are restricted yeah. you know you want to call it dimension that's a very loose way of using dimension yeah. but like our senses are restricted and that's why you can only see uh, contrast and that's why you have love and hate that's mm-hmm. why you see the contrast that's mm-hmm. why i think and obviously i don't know shit mm-hmm. we're doing like a very yeah. non non popular yeah. podcast yeah. right uh-huh. now talking about this yeah. but that's how i think man that's how it is and it's i think the answer is always simpler than than you uh, try to attribute it to, yeah. uh, to i don't know like i just i am not religious but i am i am starting to believe in the forces Or, or just how powerful the forces of good and evil are. Did some Buddhist guy like kind of uh, get you in a corner in Laos no, or something? No, 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 no. Just like I've always like not believed in religion, but there's so much evidence of evil, like unnecessary evil. You know mm. what I mean? There's like there's so like it's almost like it's I want to call it the devil. I don't believe in the devil, <laughs> but like there's like it's almost making me religious because I'm like, dude, there's so much qualities of like the devil or right. evil in my life that I've seen and that I've heard of. that there there has to be an opposite there's an opposite of everything there has to be an opposite of this so there has to be a good because there's evil there's some evil shit in our, right. in, our in, in in our in our realm bro yeah evil um, relative to you right yeah or child trafficking fucking yeah. selling kids fucking kids that should exist bro yeah that's it's evil it's not good yeah it's evil it's evil and there's not there's nothing survival about that shit there's it's no evil um so why is somebody trafficking children and i'm, I'm not just a second let's let's preface for money it. for perversion yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Let, let's preface this right i don't want to fucking sound like i'm like kind of defending people yeah, or doing yeah. child yeah. trafficking oh, hold on, hold on. on. let's yeah. hold the fucking phone them, right? yeah hold the fucking phone <laughs> like no no just just as an intellectual yeah, no disrespect if anybody's in the game <laughs> players got to play <laughs> <laughs> no just to uh, no walk that through right say there's like you know five guys who was uh, who who like five, five uzbekistanis because i I'm, mm-hmm. i've seen those guys are into that yeah, shit yeah. no but they're doing that why are they doing that you said money lust or just yeah lust okay what what makes them attracted to like a child i'm like, like said, uncomfortable could, just could, talking that, about that could be that it, that, it, that it happened to them too yeah yeah but exactly. at the same time like 
What's pure evil? Okay, like without doing the pedophilia, I th- I'm like really not comfortable like kind okay, of fucking okay, defending okay. pedophilia. Leave yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. What's the what's an example of an unexplained evil? Just like like the a guy's dog evil? treating a dog bad, treating a puppy bad because a, a dog it's like it's like it's psychic, like innocent, like, yeah. It's innocence. You know what I mean? Like a kid, it's innocent. Like it's born not evil. You know what I mean? It might it might be easier to to um. to persuade to do certain things because of what their parents went through and what like what what DNA uh memory is in them you know what i mean but it's basically good you're born on an even playing field you yeah, know what so i mean you what could I'm treat saying. these good you could you could teach these good and bad right, qualities if you can train somebody out of it but you don't know what baseline somebody starts out with yeah. if you're a dude right again the example of if there's like a switch in your brain that's been flipped mm-hmm. that makes you do something yeah. right and that's simplistic it's probably a million switches in your brain not one switch but yeah. for the sake of uh, you know simplicity say it's one switch if it that's flipped uh, on and that's how you're being a piece of shit and that's why you're like you know enraged and that's why you're like abusing your pet or whatever so it's the switch it's not you it's the switch yeah. if somebody switched uh, switches it off they put you in surgery they and, and they switch it off you'll be fine mm-hmm. so so how is somebody to blame what's what for you it? mean like that in surgery like what do you mean no i mean like a metaphor i was saying like something's wrong with their brain uh-huh. is what i'm saying okay. and say you could fix it in surgery you could go in and fix yeah. their brain in surgery after surgery they wouldn't be that person mm-hmm. and this is a true thing too like the example that sam harris uses in his mm-hmm. in his book is there's a famous guy who like shot up like enough you know, five or six people in like one of these mass shootings but they then did like a scan of his brain and there was like something specifically wrong with his brain that caused Made him to like some sort of yeah. yeah some sort of a cancer in his brain mm-hmm. that was pushing on his yeah. like i want to say uh, yeah. like uh, whatever like the back of yeah, the, his some brain that make you gay uh, i mean i don't know about that we'll come to the suck dick, bro <laughs> be careful you get hit in the head the wrong spot bro <laughs> wake up so so yeah so that tumor was pushing on a certain part of his brain and that's why he was acting in that way so again not convinced of the argument but it's a very strong argument to say that you still have to have like law and order and put people like have mm-hmm. a mutually understood convention that if somebody is being doing certain things like you know fucking around with kids or shooting trying to shoot up people or whatever like abusing their pet you need to like put those people away for the safety of other people but the 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 proposition that that guy is just inherently evil or there's like you know, an evil spirit in him there's no evidence for that that's all i'm saying yeah But it's all yeah, who knows. Yeah, who knows? Know everybody's dumb, bro. Nobody knows shit. <laughs> everybody's dumb. Bro. Yeah, let's go with that. Shout out my cousin Ruben, bro. Bye. Everybody's dumb. Cousin Ruben, everybody's dumb. That's I think a great spot to end at. You want to like tell the people what's what's cracking? I know you got a lot um, of shit coming up. You spoke about the New Year oh, show. Oh yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give give That's, people the uh, see this people, is how many people listen to this shit, bro? Ah, uh, and there's uh, enough to like you know persuade okay, some cool. people to show up right, to a show. All right, all right, all right. I got. I'm doing um. I'm headlining a show that Josh Harrison put me on. That was like the. Casey Jones. Okay, Shinoran so, showcase. Yeah, Shinoran. See, like you got to be showcase, ready, dude. 8 p.m. uh November 19th, Casey Jones. Casey Jones November 19th. That's a great spot. I've done that room. It's yeah. fucking fantastic. A lot of people show up and you could do your magic there and uh and yeah. post I've, I've been there before. It's kind of, it's pretty cool. I went there yeah. pre-COVID, so I wonder what it's going to be like during COVID, you know. It's probably the same. And uh that's basically that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I got anything. Oh, actually yeah. I got Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got one more that I guess I could shout out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, you see, if you had free will, you would have had all of that open. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, the context of this conversation. Forget how podcasts work, bro. Um, Yeah, so that's the thing, man. Karma Bird, right here. Uh, December 13th, 
Oh, this fuck. You know, Karma is he's black, bro. He didn't even set this shit up, right? It's not even a day. He said, he's, he's, <laughs> he, he said, um, <laughs> that's the note you want to yeah. end on. Like, ah, oh, that black dude didn't right, get his shit know, together. What, what, what on this? What's your favorite? What's, well, I mean, what's your least favorite race? Least no, favorite scared. race? <laughs> Mexicans who yeah, bring Glocks go. to my house. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This is awesome, man. I really appreciate you yeah, coming bro, out. This was it, a lot of fun. Yeah. We talked about all kinds yeah, of shit. Yeah, we got deep. Uh, bro. We got deep. But this was fun. This was yeah. really fun. You're, yeah. uh, you're really uh, you know, easy to talk to. That was cool. awesome. So appreciate you. This is Luis Alvarez. Peace uh, out. Checking out. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you for listening to the whole thing. That was fun, right? That was awesome. I mean, I, I really had a good time uh, speaking with Luis. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as well. Please, as always, you know, hit me up if you guys think there's something uh, I can, I can do better, something that I can do worse. You know, you hate the show, you love the show, just hit me up. It'd be fun to, to talk about how much I suck. But anyway, or uh, you know, share it with a friend if you think somebody can uh, would enjoy this. How many of these big ticket podcasts are you gonna support, man? You know, I'm I'm just here doing my thing. I'd appreciate a few people listening to it. Look at me. Can I can I get down on my knees and beg now? Nah. But anyway, again, I'm really appreciative. You guys heard the whole, listen to the whole thing. There's a whole host of uh, episodes uh, that I have up on all streaming platforms. If you guys not have not checked out some of the older ones, please go ahead and do it. And that'd be awesome. I really appreciate you guys. Again, how many times can I say I got to look up for uh, synonyms for appreciate and thank you and all of that stuff. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That has been the episode. You guys have a great rest of your whatevers. Bye.